Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for. <laughs> Although you could stay alive and enjoy it. I I'd prefer that. that. Yes. Yeah, you it's, it's the dying part is optional. Uh, True. You know, but, but you it, could. They don't say you that. You could, but it is really good. It. I yeah. mean, as a, as taglines go, that would be a weaker tagline. If it's like coffee to die for, but you don't need to. You coffee also, you right, should like right, probably right, live yes. for. Right. Very true. I mean, we hope you don't die drinking yes. this coffee. Very true. Either way, it's <laughs> either it's, way. It's pretty awesome coffee. We love it, and uh, you will too. So, uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Uh, I am your host of the moment. My name is Parasite Steve, aka Steve Van Sampson, and with me as always are my carbon-based cohorts. Oh, Boss yes. Rush Mode. A nudge is as good as a wink to a blind bat. 8-Bit Alchemy. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Oh, you would know. You, he's your father, too. And Nintatanjo. Be quiet, you Englishmen. You're also fucking pompous. None of you have any balls. That's so true. That's so true. They don't. That, well, actually, that's a lie. That's. I'm sure some of them have. Some have balls. Some have balls. Some have. Not all were castrati. That's 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 very true. <laughs> Um, but uh, we don't know about them. We don't know anything about them. I don't know. Uh, we, we're, we're dumbass Merkins. So Demersa Merkin. Merka. Merka. But tonight we are going to be talking about somebody who is not from Merka. Somebody, uh, somebody who uh, we lost recently and is definitely somebody who I feel like deserves a little tribute. And that's what we're going to do tonight. He is one-sixth of Monty Python's Flying Circus. And I'm talking, of course, about... Terrence Graham Perry Jones. Oh, what a name. As Terry Jones. Terry Jones. Yes. Very, very, very big fan of, of Monty Python and my formative years. And, uh, you know, he uh, he did a lot of really cool stuff over his career. A lot of varied stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. might surprise some people. Um, so I thought what we would do is I, I, I'll talk a little bit about his, his early life leading up to Python. His days as a babe. Not those, <clears throat> and um, he not as a baby man. <laughs> his, day, his days in the womb, his womb years, <laughs> his, wo- his womb year. <laughs> he was in there for a very long time. Yeah, not that. No. Uh, <laughs> At least not mine. None of those. But uh, we will primarily focus on the four Monty Python films, and since there are four of us. And there are four films. We figured we'd talk about six of them. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, we'll each take one of those. So we'll uh, we'll let you uh, find out the order of uh, who's presenting what. We love to keep you on the edge of your seat. But first, uh, so yes, Terry Jones was born February first, nineteen forty-two, in Wales. He's he's a Welshman. I didn't realize that. Um, Like Monstro. What's that? Like Pinocchio in Monstro, like a whale? A different kind of whale. Oh. This is uh, this is the whale that's always plural. Oh. It's the singular plural. Always plural, never singular whales. Yes. yes. Oh. Yeah, so he's a he's a Welsh bastard. Ah. Um, and uh, in addition to being uh, a very naughty boy, uh, <laughs> Jones was an actor, writer, director, historian, documentarian, poet, and brewer of fine traditional ales and ciders. Father, son, lover... All that stuff too. Yeah. Yep. You know, he was a man of the world. He really. He was. Uh, he was a Renaissance man. Did he go? Yeah. He was a gawa. <laughs> he was a gawa. He's a gawa. Uh, and uh, over the course of so he went to college in Oxford and he met Michael Palin there, who's from one of the Pythons, obviously. Fantastic. He's one of the one of the good ones. 
Uh, they're all good ones. Uh, except I, Gillian. I do really like Michael Palin. Though. Yeah, Michael Palin. No, like, my, he, Michael he Palin's frequently like, has my favorite roles, and I'm just like, well, it's God like damn. his voice is so high pitched. Yeah, like, it like just, cinnamon rolls. Those, yes. those are good roles. Those are good roles <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you ever played one though. Actually, like on Michael Palin for a second, like, like in Holy Grail, the the line that has always been the line to always get me, and literally when I watched it for this this episode again, same thing. <laughs> it's like when he's reading off the instructions for the holy hand grenade of Antioch. <laughs> yeah. oh, right. He's like, right. and thou shalt die upon the lamb and the sloth and, and the, the breakfast, breakfast cereals and the orangutan and, and like, the lambs. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like that part so just, just... The number of thy counting. Oh yeah, Shall that... That's the one that always gets me. Uh, <laughs> not the, not two unless it is preceded by counting three. to three. Five <laughs> is, is right, right out. But back to back to Mr. Mr. Jones. Uh, so yeah, so they actually met. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Yes, uh, not that one. <laughs> we're, we're so close. We're, you guys are so close to every, all the all the things I'm talking about. So close. But so they, they met in college, uh, Palin and Jones, and. Um, they worked together a little bit and became friends. And then they, uh, over the course of 1966 to 1969. Good year. Uh, Jones actually worked on nine different British comedy shows. A lot of more skit comedies, um, including. Was uh, he the bus boy? Oh, he was a writer. Wow. He was a sometimes actor. He, he acted in most of these, but not mm. all of them, mm. all of the nine. He wrote in all of them. And uh, so uh, some of those, uh, I just wrote a few down. The Complete and Utter History of Britain. Uh, and he was on a show called Twice a Fortnight, and um, that's the, four weeks. That is yeah, twice a fortnight, <laughs> and the very Python-esque "Do Not Adjust Your Set." And uh, Michael Palin was on both of those. And on "Do Not Adjust Your Set," he also they also uh, the two of them met Eric Idle, and it actually featured a few animations by Terry Gilliam, and that's where he oh, got nice. started doing that. So okay. I guess "Do Not Adjust Your Set" is kind of like the proto Python. And it is available on DVD. It was, I don't know if we can get it here in America. It's just a little baby boa. A not, baby, not a full-blown python. Baby boa. Right, it's just a snake leg. Yeah. Baby David boa. It's just a little danger noodle. <laughs> a wee danger noodle. A wee danger noodle he is. <laughs> yes. And apparently John Cleese and Graham Chapman were actually, at the time, they were sort of working together. And the the I guess the, the Jones group were familiar with... They knew who they were. They knew who Cleese and, and Chapman were. Yeah. They weren't friends with them. But uh, but later, in, uh, much later, in 2010, John Cleese uh, said in some interview that uh, he had actually been a fan of Do Not Adjust Your Set when it was on. So he actually really dug that. And I guess it was him and Chapman that approached the other ones. Okay. And they said to Terry Jones and, and Michael Palin, you know, what wh- what if we all joined, you know, made a troop and worked together? And they said, sure, but... We have to bring our friends, mm-hmm. Eric Idle and Terry Gilliam. Yeah. So that's how the kind of formation. Good choice. Yeah. I, yeah I, good. It's a good group. It's a good group. Solid group of chaps. I, I, I condone that. Yes. So uh, now we are officially in uh, the Monty Python's Flying Circus the section era of the program. of the circus. Mm. And for those who are not familiar with this show, which is seems impossible. It is a British surreal sketch comedy series, which ran for 45 episodes, which is a lot for British TV. Yeah. Actually, a lot of those shows that, that Jones worked on in the 60s only got like less than 10 episodes. Some of them were six, some of them okay. were nine. Um, so 45, uh, which ran over four seasons, or series as the Brits say, from series. 1969 to 1974. 
Good year, I think. Yes. <laughs> Not as good as 69, but still good. Yes. Still I'm, good. I'm kind of partial to 74 myself. Hey, I mean, you, I, I understand <laughs> that, why. That's when I arrived. I do get it. <laughs> it I was arrived. a good year. It, yeah. was, a good, it was a good year. Yeah. But objectively, it, was yeah. it was, can't it was, be as good as 69. It was like tires, man, that year. It's <laughs> a good year. You know, it was 74, like tires like, and you know, do, do the 69 idea just to give you a few extra. That's all. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just 69 yeah. plus 5. I'm, I'm just a generous guy I'm like that. Who doesn't want more? Yeah, here, have this. Yes. Who's going to say no? Right, exactly. Um. But uh, good, like, one thing I thought was good, uh, like, pretty man. funny is uh, the the name Monty Python's Flying Circus apparently uh, was uh, sort of like this this weird genesis. I, I I read a few different versions of what happened and listened to some interviews, and they all were similar. And so I guess what they had a bunch of names that they were kind of throwing around, and the network was like, no, 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 like these are all terrible. You can't you can't you can't be called that. And they were already working on various skits. And they had like a few skits like in the bag and the network's like, okay, though, really seriously, what are you going to call yourself? Because it can't be any of those things you already gave us. And then they said, all right, look, work in the word circus. We want you to work in the word circus because I guess other programs they had on at the time had used the word circus and they liked it. It was kind of on brand or whatever. And it just sort of described the the, the atmosphere of the six guys, right. I guess, and whatever. So like, okay, work in circus. And I guess... And they had rings. I don't know I don't know where the flying part came from, but they said that, um, I guess, Eric Idle was the one who said, you know, suggested something Monty. And which I guess is uh, what it means to them is like he was a, a general or something. It was some specific, like, general was that, was okay. full that, monty a phrase at that point i have no idea hmm. um because I, I wonder where that came the, from uh, this the historical figure that he was referencing but monty meant something to him like if we said abe right right to us we know what abe who abe is so monty was like that right hellboy's best friend <clears throat> it's it's not again you're so close um <laughs> But what? And, and then John <laughs> no, he was his best friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's not uh, a lie. Yeah. It's not Hellboy's best friend. That's a different different guy we're talking about. Got you. Um, yeah, and then John Cleese was actually the one who said, "Well, well, what about Python? You know, it's just a funny word and snakes and that." Python. So anyway, it, they just sort of mashed it all together, and it became Monty Python's Flying Circus. But I have, I do actually have a list of some <laughs> of the uh, some of the the rejected names. Monty Python's Airborne Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no Monty Python. These are just full names. Okay, so uh, one of them is a, a question. It's a Wither Canada? <laughs> question mark? What? Uh, another one's uh, The Nose Show. Actually, Wither Canada is the name of the first episode oh. of uh, they Monty said Python's they used, Flying Circus. Okay, they actually said uh, some of these were used yeah. as skit names or yep. episode names. Uh, one's The Nose Show. And then uh, there's... Where Ow! It's Colin Plint. <laughs> Who's Colin Plint? <laughs> Nobody, obviously. Ow! It's Colin Plint. Okay. Then uh, a horse, a spoon, and a basin. Mm. Uh, and here's uh, one that uh, Terry Jones said he actually loved. Uh, the toad elevating machine. <laughs> right oh, no, no, no. It's not machine. The toad elevating moment. Moment. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. And then we that have... singular moment. <laughs> Uh, the pluckish owl stretching time. And the impish twinkle twinkle yeah, little star. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, I... That's very cool. I'm sure we all have seen the show in certain episodes. Yeah. So do you guys want to uh, share some thoughts on like any of the episodes you remember seeing? Or I don't know how much you, you've seen of the show itself. I mean, most of the episodes I've seen kind of correlate to the movie I'm going to talk about. So... <laughs> 
I mean, they granted they were like re-recorded, but they're basically the same mm-hmm. skits. Yeah. Right. I mean, I hadn't really watched much of Monty Python's Flying Circus other yeah, than either. like seeing some skits here and there. And uh, I did watch the the first episode the other day, which was called Wither Canada, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I found the humor in, in at least that first episode to not be as on the mark as, you know, some of the humor in their movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to separate those two things if it's just the nostalgia of I've seen these Monty Python movies a billion times and they're just like intrinsically funny just because they're in my brain so long or if it really is like the humor was not as good in the show i don't know i mean if this it's the first episode that's yeah pretty, so so that's, i was yeah, feeling i was feeling fair. like it might just be like they're not yeah. quite on it yet but uh you know and obviously to say the production that, values and hit their stride but yeah i mean it's still it's still great and they just have such an incredible brand of of comedy one, one thing i will say about the show um that's kind of fun is the the theme song there you know the mm-hmm. So that whole that little like ditty right there actually was sampled. They they took a piece of that intro song and they used it in the uh, Super Nintendo game Earthbound for one of the songs in that game. Oh, that's really? cool. So that's actually neat. the the song that plays when you're typing in your characters' names at the beginning, it has a very small sampled piece of that intro and it just loops it a bunch of times. Huh. So it you honestly stop even hearing that it's the Monty Python thing, mm-hmm. but then okay. if you just cut that exact 5 seconds, you're like, "Oh my god, it's just It's, it's like if you the hear intro. the same word being said over and over again, it just it, it stops, just stops it being it a word. Meaning. It's right. just, it's just yeah. a sound. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's it's kind of cool. So that would be uh I don't know, maybe we can play it at some point during this episode but yeah either way it's it's really neat you can look at it conquistador 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 cloud cloud the one cloud. that always got me was cattle 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 cattle, cattle. how is cattle cows cattle, cattle. anyway cattle. sequence um sequence monochromatic <laughs> sequence back to python <laughs> so uh right yeah. right Silly! Gotten this whole thing started off as a, a perfectly nice thing about about words, and then it's gotten silly. It's gotten silly. No more of that. No more. It's just like Camelot is a silly place. Mm-hmm. It's only a model. <laughs> um. Anybody else have anything to say about the show? Nope. No. No. Okay. No. I I watched some of the show. I have gotten to go back and see some of it. Obviously, I was not born when it was on. Um, it was. We're not uh, Bjorn. It, it's always fun to watch. Obviously, the production values are not as good as the movies, yeah. and I do feel like the movies. Right. You know, they probably had more takes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but such a such a funny show. I mean, there are there are skits that aren't uh, aren't ones that made it into the movies and became classics. Ones that were just like weird little one offs that just kill me. I, I mean, like there's one. Um, I think it's called the the fish dance or. The, the, the slapping fish dance or something like that. And it's just, it, it's filmed with a single camera from really far away. And it's just, <laughs> it's just John Cleese and one other guy. I don't know who it is. One of them is totally John Cleese. And he's just like dancing to the silly, silly music. And he's, he, his body is very rigid. So most of his dancing is just all in his legs. Yeah. And he's super tall. He's like six, five. Yeah. And every time, so he gets up, so he, he like kind of, be- there's two guys and they're facing each other. Okay. And they're in perfect, perfect, uh, not silhouette uh 
profile. And so they're looking at each other. And so the so Cleese has like a tiny fish in his hand, hand like a herring or whatever. And so <laughs> so he he dances and he's being really rigid and he like backs up and then he goes with the music and then when the time is right he goes closer and he slap slaps the guy in the face. Yeah. And it's just this like yes. it's okay, just this I remember this one. Yeah. It's this loop and he does it like three or four times and he's about to do it the fourth time or something and then the other guy just ignores the music completely and from behind out of absolutely nowhere, he whips out this like giant tuna and like <laughs> and like slams the guy in the, the other guy. He slams Cleese in the face, and then they are oh yeah, that's right. So they're like up on a pier or something, and Cleese like falls off the pier into the water. So it's like, well, that's why it was filmed from so far away, so you could get the drop. But it's just it's just so singular yeah. and funny and weird, and I don't know. I love that one. You know, for a troop called Python, they sure liked fish a lot. They, they did. Do. They yeah. do like fish I know. a lot. So much- so uh, much fish. There was actually the, the one skit uh, from the first episode that I thought was kind of funny is there's like this fake commercial for a, a like a butter product, and they say uh, it's Wizzo butter. You can't tell the difference between Wizzo butter and a dead crab. And there's just like <laughs> this next sequence of these reporters interviewing all of these mothers and you know you know people who are using the, the Wizzo butter, and they're like, really, we can't tell the difference between Wizzo butter and a dead crab. And they're just all talking about it and uh and then, i don't know there's one part where terry jones is in the audience and they interview him and he says something or, or the interviewer says something and he just goes oh if you keep talking like that i'll slit you in the face i <laughs> <laughs> just like slit you in the face is such like a, a funny twist on that like i'll slit your neck no i'll slit your face <laughs> it's just it's so great i love i love a lot of the terry jones moments that like i didn't growing up really ever latch onto any of his characters until like you know, I, I'd say like probably the life of Brian was the first one where I really oh, yeah, liked, you yeah. know, yes. his role. But um, now going back and, and seeing it, it's like he usually always plays like the high voiced, like, yeah. you know, effeminate characters. <clears throat> like he's, you know, the the He has prince. like three main voices. Right, that he does. right. So yeah. Yeah. he does the, the, the super unattractive, yeah. like female, Aww. like nag. Yeah. This hey. is my voice because I'm, he's I'm, a man. I'm a man. Hello. Yeah, he's Brian. Like, and then he sort of does this guy. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy's really got a stuffy nose. The, the Trumpy voice, <laughs> like yeah. hell, more potatoes. <laughs> no, I, th- I think those are his, his main, yeah. main yeah. two. He, you know, did some other mm-hmm. ones, obviously, but uh, yeah, I, I like yeah. the Wizard Butter skit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the Wizard Butter. I do love when they do like uh, just random uh, uh, commercials, like fake, right. fake products, because it's just so insane. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, Python, Monty Python. You know, if they did nothing else, I will say that they uh, they are responsible for a word in the Oxford Dictionary, legitimately entered into the Oxford Dictionary, Python-esque. Uh, <laughs> and it literally, I'm reading the definition right now, after the style of or resembling the absurdist or surrealistic humor of Monty Python's Flying Circus, a British comedy television series from 1969 to 1974. Python-esque, it's in the dictionary. Right. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. And all the people who want to be like pythons are really pissed about it. Right. (laughs) And snakes are out there being like, what the hell? You totally like took our word. I know. Like, we are Python. Why are you going to do it dirty like that? I know, like, right. boas are like, I'm Python-esque. What yeah. about me? And they're like, oh, it means that you are much like this British comedy troupe. Yes. And they're like, but they're I'm, like, I'm a Python. No, he doesn't. I've never even watched it. Never even watched it. I've never even I'm watched not it. not even funny. How <laughs> yeah. absurd. Oh. Good stuff. But um, in a list 
of the 50 Greatest British Sketches, released by Channel 4 in 2005. Five Monty Python sketches made the lists. And they are all ones I think we would know. Uh, number 49, the Lumberjack song. Yes. One of oh, my yeah. favorites. Oh, I'm a lumberjack and, and I'm okay. okay. Work all night and Sink work all day. <laughs> Cut down <laughs> trees, eat my lunch, I go to the lava tree. <laughs> On Wednesdays, I go shopping and I've buttered scones for tea. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the whole thing, but I remember <laughs> yeah. enough of it and I like it. It's so funny. I'd wish I'd been be a girly just, just like, like my dear papa. <laughs> um... I love I love in that part he goes and a bra yeah you get bra but he goes suspendies suspendies and a bra I wish I'd been a girly okay so that's number forty nine and then we have uh, number thirty one nudge nudge hey. wink wink sign them all sign them all sign them all uh, number fifteen we have the Ministry of Silly Walks which is just a brilliant skit that has no words to into it at all it's just John Cleese being really tall and lanky and uh, flexible walking across the street just. Uh, walking as silly as humanly possible and some of it looks like quite difficult like it really and of course he's completely deadpan because because cleese is the master mm. um also we have the spanish inquisition oh, yes. <laughs> no one expects the spanish, spanish inquisition. inquisition i actually wasn't expecting that our yes. mom used to make a uh dinner called the spanish inquisition yeah we named it that yeah. because of the skit not the actual inquisition right that would be insensitive right but no um, one would expect it and the number two <laughs> on the list of the 50 greatest british sketches released by channel 4 in 2005 and he guesses at what the uh so it's the highest rated for python but they got to number two it's it's a big one everybody knows it uh, everybody is knows it the dead parrot yes <laughs> the dead parrot yeah, sketch the pet, yes the pet absolutely. shop dead dead parrot sketch um, Why don't you like, run us through it? Like, hello, hello, miss. I'm a man. Oh, sorry, I have a cold. Um, <laughs> anyway, that I think will take us through the show. So we are now going to start presenting the movies. How about that? You guys ready? Just make sure we don't get silly. All right. Not like those in Camelot. So, this is, that is a silly place. But so is this. We are, this, this is, is a silly place. place. We should not get silly. No. We have a, four movies to get through. So, the first movie, I will hand it over to Mr. Abbas Rashmo. Oh, hello. Burr, burr, burr. The movie I'm going to be talking about is, and now for something completely different, which was released in 1971 in the UK, 1972 in the United States of America. And, uh... As we've discussed, it's, uh, it's basically a whole bunch of re-recorded skits from their first couple of seasons of their TV show. Right, right. And uh, it's yeah, just a collection of that for about 90 or so minutes. And it's great. And yeah, it's fantastic. It's a good time. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very good time. And uh, obviously, I'm not going to talk about all the skits because this is like 40 plus of them in there. Is there really? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, a lot of them are like animated. Cool. Like the, the neat little Terry Gilliam animated shorts. Oh, true. Okay. But, I do um, so love those. Yeah, they are pretty, pretty wild and pretty, pretty. Yeah, unique. they're really odd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the art yeah. style is so unlike anything right. else. I yeah. mean, it's like romanticized, like you know, Surrealism. very surrealist, yeah. but also highly detailed, yeah. and it's just yeah. so fucking nuts. Well, I think what he did was he copied and pasted uh, like from paintings. Okay. Because the okay. foot, the very famous foot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I read today what it was from. I could find it. It was from a real man. It It was real food. Please please continue. All right. Well, anyway, I'll just uh, point out a few of my particular favorite skits that Terry Jones was uh, involved in. Um, Well, let's start with Nudge Nudge. 
Because that's... Um, Sainamoa! Right? You know, he's basically... Uh, walks into a bar and... Um, Eric Idle's character like, hey, hello, Squire, greeting, Squire. And obviously, um, the Terry Jones is just, okay, he just doesn't care. He's like, it's just some guy just yelling. and But the other guy just acts like he knows him, like, personally, whatever. Then he goes and sits next to him and like, oh, you married? And he's like, well, well yes. Well, I'm a bachelor myself. And I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole skit, obviously. But it's just a hilarious thing where he's just, like, kind of, like, pestering the guy about his wife. Hey, is she a go or does she go? And he's just answering kind of nonchalantly, just, like, kind of <laughs> matter-of-factly the whole time. Is your wife... A goer. Does she go? She does go sometimes, yes. Sometimes we go to sorry. I bet she does. Nudge, nudge. Say no more, say no more. (laughs) And, you know, it goes on and on like that. And um, Is your wife into photography? He asks him knowingly. He asks him knowingly. (laughs) Candid photography. Candid. I, I. Oh, yeah, she does actually enjoy it. It's like, because Terry Jones just uh, did not get any of the insinuation. He, like, at all. He was confused. Yeah, he's completely deadpan, like, the whole thing. Yeah, and he's just, like, his character is just not getting the other, the entendre. He's not getting right, it. Right, and Eric Idle's just being the whole boisterous and just out over the top. And, <laughs> and he's so uh, smiley in that right, skit. Yeah. I, I, I say, <laughs> oh, I bet you. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 oh. And then the is as good as I went to a blind bat. <laughs> and then like, are you trying to insinuate something? And no, 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 no. Yes. 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 Uh, you, a bit. You, a bit. You, you're a, a man bit. of the world. You've, you've, you've been with a lady, right? <laughs> you've, you've slept with a lady. Yes. What's it like? <laughs> Which is the punchline? Like so many, I, you know what? Like I swear to God, one of the things that like gets me with Python is they will do a skit with like like three acts in like three minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And at the so, end, there will be a punchline, right? Right. But there are punchlines all along the way. It's like yeah. the whole setup but is there funny. There will be one big punchline, yep. and right. it's just it's so friggin' satisfying. Expertly crafted, yes, indeed. Another one I liked a lot was um, it's called Musical Mice. Where you have Terry Jones, he's, he's got a couple yeah. of mallets and he's like, oh, I'm just going to make a song by hitting these things. But he's actually just smashing mice and then people start freaking out and they just chase him off. It's, it's a really short skit. It's kind of like... And his, his voice is so weird and different yeah. in that. He's like, oh, please, on the mouse organ. Three blind mice. White mice. Yeah, yeah. So he specified it was white mice. And then he just, blind, he just starts smashing. Mice. He's like, me, me. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> and then they just a whole bunch like a mob just chases him off this and they actually chase him for a while so it actually chases him into the next scene of the movie oh it is it's like a pretty short and sweet one but I just like that one a lot because it's just so preposterous the, that that movie also is that have the um the one with the man who's like behind hides behind the bush or whatever like yes oh. yeah uh, how not to be seen how not, how to, not be to be seen, seen. Yes. i love that one yeah. so much it's super i can't remember funny. like any of the particular people's names like, he has <clears throat> learned the value of how not to be seen <laughs> unfortunately he has chosen <laughs> a, a very, very obvious, a very obvious <laughs> 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 yep. the singular bush yeah, in the entire flat the field next 30 seconds of the skit is just like dim blowing just things blowing up. Shit up i know you know that the people there just like we're like we got a ton of explosives like we can use so many more than we need. And then there's like there's three bushes, like they blow up one. He was not there, boom, not there. But you know, by process of elimination. elimination no. right. He blows up the third one just here like Oh my god, I love that. And it too. Yeah. Uh, and then another one I wanna talk about a little bit is the uh, the dirty fork. Where you got um 
Uh, Terry Jones is actually he's like a waiter that comes by and he talks to like the other patrons and uh, they're just you know just you know enjoying their dinner and they're like oh I I got a bit of a dirty fork here like it, it, him and like the whole wait staff and like the manager just completely just lose their shit <laughs> yeah already. it's like the opposite of normal the customer right. is completely calm polite right. Right. and yeah. calm he's like yep. no big deal I would just like a new fork yeah I'm fine it's fine it's Everything's all good fine. Just I just would like dirty fork I just here. got a bit of a dirty fork yeah. and then yeah the, but instead the yeah the wait staff goes ballistic. Yeah, oh. especially you know John Cleese who's like coke's like the, the injury, the wound, or whatever. <laughs> the wound, the wound, that's what <laughs> the wound. And he's like just like whipping at him like with a cleaver, you know, and then yeah. people have to, like multiple people have to hold him back before he actually like chops him to bits. <laughs> and the whole thing just gets like completely chaotic. <clears throat> oh my god! And then all of a sudden he just stops and goes to like a title card that says, "And now the punchline." And then you get um Graham uh, Chapman. Yes, and he like just turns to the camera like. Oh, lucky thing I didn't mention the dirty knife. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like just like a whole, the whole deadpan punchline yeah. after the whole the right. chaos that was just... <clears throat> that's the thing like, oh man, like nobody played it more dead, better deadpan right. than the I Pythons. Know. Yeah, just, right. Oh, and they, they were just, all so good at their it. Their delivery yeah, is were. so on point. It was. That, that's, what, that's what really makes it great because like, like I said, the delivery is just so good and crisp. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it just works so well when they do it. I know. Mm-hmm. They really, they were able to, I mean, it, it, they deserve to have Python-esque in the dictionary because yeah. like, they really did carve up something new. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. it was cool because they really were a big hit like instantly in England. Yeah. It took longer for them to kind of take off elsewhere because yeah. they are very, very, very British. Very British. Yeah. <clears throat> but the appreciation definitely did come around. Yes. But yeah, took yes. a little bit. And um, see so yeah, another one that is another short one, but I I kind of found it pretty funny. It's called a romantic interlude, where it's um, you know Terry Jones and um I can't remember her first name or last name. It's Cleveland. Yeah, Carol Cleveland. Carol Cleveland. And um, you know they're just kind of you know, canoodling on the bed, like oh, and I, I can't remember the like names of the characters either. But one's like, uh, let me get the notes right here. Brian is like oh, and um, the woman's name is like kind of like Elspeth. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, then, then, you know, they kind of like, you know, lay back and they're like, oh, be gentle with me. And then they show like, you know, different like, you know, like stock footage, of like, you know, the car going into a tunnel, a torpedo getting, you know, shot out, like um, columns being raised, <laughs> and not, you know, insinuating all yes. that kind of behavior. And then, you know, after like, you know, 30 so seconds, it's like, none of that meant anything. It's just him actually watching videos from a projector on the bed. He's like, Brian, you going to do anything? He's like, oh, just one more video, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a like, cool little diversion of your expectations. Yeah. yeah. And uh, isn't it also in that movie, the one where uh, it looks like she's, it, Carol Cleveland plays this like seductress and she gets one of them in, into like her boudoir or yes, whatever. Yes, it was like a, a milkman. Milkman oh, yes. comes to her door and she's like all seductive and he's like, you know, follows her. And, like, and she doesn't and she, say anything. No, she doesn't say a single word. She's like, leads him upstairs and he's like, oh, I'm a milkman. I'm going to get lucky. And, and then, you know, she leads him into a room, locks him in and is like, like... Ten other milkmen in there. <laughs> Couple of skeletons. <laughs> he turns around and is like, yeah. "Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm gonna yeah. die!" <laughs> and some of them were quite old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the room was full of milkmen, and some, some of them, them were, were quite, quite old. old. <laughs> <laughs> And that oh, is like man. that is the guy writing the, the the deadly joke, 
right? I he's believe trying, so. I think yeah. that's what that is. Oh, yes. Because it's segways. the very next scene. Oh, yeah, it leads yeah, yeah. to the next scene where he like crumbles that's that's out. Right, that's right. The deadly joke. Yes. Because that's what the movie does. It's just a, it's just a series of unrelated gags, but they do like here and there bleed into each other. Yes. Yeah, they, they yeah. like weave like a very thin, just like. There's know, no narrative. But, right. But it's like but, a connecting thread. Yeah, they, of just they like, sort of lead into each other. Which is kind of clever. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the deadly joke when it's all Michael Palin at the beginning and he's very, very funny. And just this guy, you know, writes this joke that if you hear it, you die. And it really is a series of really funny performances that are mostly physical. And actually, I really, really love it's the only instance that I can think of there that when one of the guys because all the guys played drag played roles in drag Mm -hmm. um but like eric idol played uh the wife of the guy of palin's joke writer Mm -hmm. character right and and he reads his own joke and dies yes right and then she she hears a noise and she comes in only for once it's actually a woman dubbing the voice of Eric Idle, oh, yes. oh, wow. which is right. weird because oh, they always just do their own voice. Yes. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But, and so it's just so funny, like his yeah. reaction and yeah. she looks down like, Oh, Oh my God. Oh, Oh. And then just and then like, she picks up, it up. a suicide right. note. Right. And then starts <laughs> and it's reading so it. so quick. And she's like, <laughs> and just yeah. dies. Yeah. yeah, it just leans over the table and just like ah! And then they weaponize the joke against the Germans. Like each like soldier has to like translate it into German one word at a time so they don't read the whole joke and die themselves. <laughs> one one soldier read two words by mistake, like, spent <laughs> three weeks in hospital, yeah. but made a full recovery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a, a great skit too. Yeah, that was that's awesome. one of the longer ones I think too. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. And but the uh, yeah, I don't know that we could go on like the the whole movie is right. Gold. Very, yeah, very uh, funny. I know, and one more, um, well, at least one more anyway, um, that I want to bring up because this was actually one of my favorites. It's actually like pretty much the very last one of the movie before like the end credits is the upper class twit of the year. Oh, yes. Where it's like, you know, five, you know, upper class twits are all kind of like, you know, just you know, mentally challenged or whatever, but they're just doing this ridiculous relay race. And uh, Terry Jones is, um, oh, let me uh, get the notes here so I can uh, tell you his name. Uh, oh, that's not. Oh, I got the wrong mm. nose. Um, but he's like um, mm. the names too. Mm. Just in general, always yeah. hilarious. Yeah, uh, and he's like uh, his best friend is a tree, and in his spare time he's a stockbroker. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not win Twitter of the Year. He clubbed himself in the fourth place. <laughs> but like you know, it's just like they all have this relay racing award. It includes like walking in a straight line. Yeah, you know, um, running over an old lady, but it's like a cardboard you know like you know cut out of an old lady. Yeah, uh, waking up a neighbor, uh, jumping over like two levels of matchsticks or whatever. It's just so stupid stuff. Right. Um, you know, shooting a rabbit that's like just staked to the ground and can't, can't go anywhere. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those skits you pretty much have to see. I'm not going to be able to do it justice by explaining it, but yeah. it's just a lot of, a lot of goofy physical stuff right. going on. Right, right. Um, it's funny, I always forget that that is the last skit. When I get to it, I, I'm never ready for the movie to end. Yeah. It's, it's always like, oh, right, this is it. Yeah. This is the last one. Because <laughs> just none of them really... I kind of almost felt like the, the the killer joke might have been the better final Ender, skit. Ender, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that is really funny, though. I it mean, is. I like the yeah. Twit Olympics. I do like that one a lot. Yeah, though. for sure. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll mention a couple more here before we uh, kind of move along. Sure, um, sure. Sure. Let's see. I, I, did, I did have a couple that didn't have uh, Terry Jones in it, but uh, like we've already mentioned the How Not to Be Seen one. And um, and when, did we uh, talk about the dirty Hungarian phrase book? No, um, we did not. Oh, that was okay, off yeah. mic. Yeah, let, let's yeah, let's talk about that one a little bit because that one's pretty good. Because you got um, well, Terry Jones is in that one too. He's like the, uh, the <clears throat> tobacconist, you know, shop proprietor. <laughs> and now uh, the guy walks in with uh, the yeah, phrase Cleese book. Yeah, walks in. 
Yeah, like a, I will not buy this record. It is scratched. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, no, no, we're tobacconist, tobacconist. And they're like, oh, I will not buy this tobacconist. It is scratched. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's, and then he goes through a few other phrases that are obviously like mistranslated. Right. Uh, it's just, yeah, because the, 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 di- the idea is that he's like a, a displaced Hungarian nationalist that's coming to England that doesn't speak. And so he's just reading from uh, like a uh, Hungarian to English phrase book. So he doesn't speak English. And he's just like constantly referring mm-hmm. to the, the book. And he's like, Cleese is like always at all times like really confident that this next sen- right. sentence is right. right. And he's like, y'all has smiles and stuff. Because it turns out that the book was like translated incorrectly on purpose, on purpose. To, to cause un- <laughs> civil unrest. <laughs> but it gets like all the phrases get more and more and more off color. Right. It's like, uh, <laughs> if I told you yeah. you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? <laughs> would, would, would you, uh, before, before even that one was like a... Um, uh, would you like to come back to my place, bouncy, bouncy? Or something? <laughs> yeah, and every time, like Jones is just, um, uh, and then finally, like Jones takes the phrase book away from Cleese, and he's like, he's gonna translate back. He's right, like, like okay. six shillings or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he finds what he, well, I guess, is six shillings, and he says it, or what he thinks it. Yeah, it what is. he thinks it is. And then, he, yeah, he he reads it, and then the guy just punched him right in the face. <laughs> yeah, because, clearly, awesome. Apparently, it's pretty preposterous. Why? <laughs> 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 Boom! <laughs> uh, and then, like, you know, the police come and they arrest the Hungarian guy and they take him away. He's like, oh, my nipples explode with the lights. <laughs> uh, and then you see the courtroom where, like, the person who, like, wrote the translated book is, like, you know, being sentenced to, or being, you know, tried for, like, you know, creating a, you know... Right, basically incriminating right. dictionary. And uh, one of the exhibits was, like... Uh, one of the phrases for can you please direct me to the train station is uh, translated in this book as would you please fondle my buttocks <laughs> and then it cuts to a scene of a Hungarian you know tap someone on the shoulder played by, played by Terry Jones played by Terry Jones like could you please fondle my buttocks and the guy's like oh yeah and he just answers it like that's like, like correct oh, yeah. he knows it's, exactly uh, where down the road <laughs> past the railway station left at light left at light <laughs> God, he speaks uh, he speaks Hungarian to English yeah and of course, you know, like the dead parrot, you know, in the uh, the lumberjack song are yes. like two of like the best yep. two of best guests. Best yes. ever, yeah. Hello, Pooley, Wakey Wakey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hello, Polly Parrot. You stunned him. <laughs> oh no, he's just stunned. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Norwegian no- blue lovely plumage. <laughs> the plumage doesn't enter into it. <laughs> Beautiful plumey. Beautiful. Plume. Oh no, he's uh, stunned. Yeah, you stunned him. He <laughs> moved. No, he didn't. You just pushed the cage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I. Now listen, my lad. When I got home, I took to inspecting the cage, and I found out that the only reason why the parrot was sitting on that perch is because he had been nailed there. <laughs> well, of course he'd nailed there. Like, if I didn't nail him there, I'd open the cage and boom. Look here. That parrot wouldn't voom if you put 60,000 volts through it. <laughs> he wouldn't voom. He wouldn't voom. Of course, I'm screwing it up, but... Yeah. Actually, I, I actually... I think uh, that they re-recorded that part shortly. I don't even think that part was even in the movie. Oh, really? I, I believe so, if I recall correctly. I know later, like, they, they, like they've done so many, like, stage tours over right. the years. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and added it's things. always there. Yeah. They can't not do it. It could have been. I, I Maybe I just... Did, didn't catch. I didn't oh, catch I mean, it. I, no, I don't mean that part. I just oh, mean right. the sketch. The, oh, right, the, yeah. the yeah. parrot sketch. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't actually yeah. remember. And in that movie, <clears throat> that 
You know, like the guy, like, I didn't want to be a pet shop owner. I wanted to be a lumberjack. And it transi- transitioned yes. into the lumberjack oh, yes. song. Okay. Right. But that didn't actually happen. That didn't happen in the show. Right. That just was for the movie. For the movie. I thought you were so butch. butch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, great stuff. Uh, definitely an awesome movie. Definitely check it out. I mean, uh, I don't think it, it's not it's not free on Netflix or Amazon as far. I mean, I rented it. But mm-hmm. I rented it it's, it's worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. It's, yeah. it's freaking yeah. hilarious. Hell, buy it if you want to. I yeah, owned exactly. all four on VHS back in the day, and I've only repurchased uh, Life of Brian and Grail. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the first Ironically, one. those are the two that are free on Netflix. Right. I know. Damn it. It's, right. it's crazy. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, anyway, so we good for and now for something completely different. Yes. The movie with the silliest acronym in the galaxy. <laughs> and Skda. All right. Now we will pass the uh the magnificently drawn medieval Renaissance foot over to Mr. Eight Bit Alchemy. Oh, that is that is I. Uh so I mean uh, the movie that I'm going to do as as introduced is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, this was definitely the main thing that I was exposed to growing up. A Grail, a Grail, a want. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, we've uh, we've already got one of those. I, I, I told him we've already got one. What? I told him we've already got one. <laughs> very very muttly. Uh, uh, you see, uh, we've already got we've one. We've already got see? one. <laughs> well, can we, we see can we come up and, <laughs> and have a look at yeah, it? Look, yeah. Have a look at it. It's like, no, you're oh, English. Of course time, not. <laughs> oh, God. Well, who are you? Oh, we're friends. We're friends. Why what are you doing in England? Outrageous accent. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I have this outrageous <laughs> accent? <laughs> He's like turns into Lumiere. I know you just turned into I know, Lumiere. That's I know. Exactly that, what that's I how I that's how I channeled that. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Oh man. Oh uh, god. So yeah, the movie uh, came out in 1975, and uh, as we know, it's about the uh, legend of King Arthur with uh, some you know some liberties taken. Um, <laughs> and so this movie was. It's one, not a one, one for two. one retelling documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it is a documentary adjacent. Uh, so <laughs> the movie is uh, written and performed uh, by Graham Chapman, who played uh, King Arthur. John Cleese, who needs no introduction, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Michael Palin, and Terry Jones, the whole lot. Uh, but this movie is actually interesting because Terry Jones and Terry Gilliam also directed the film, and this was actually their directorial debut, which is pretty cool. Um, they said that they had never before made like a feature-length film with you know a whole kind of continuing narrative until this movie, and they said it was a great learning experience because really the best way to learn how to make a full feature-length movie is to just make a full feature length movie <laughs> they're yeah. like we don't know what the fuck we're doing but we're just gonna go for it yeah. give it a shot just do, uh, it. Do, it. Just do it do it so i i thought this was kind of neat the movie's uh budget was two hundred thousand pounds euros what pounds, what? pounds yeah. pounds at that point uh, uh pounds and uh this movie all the budget for it was raised by convincing 10 separate investors to each contribute two thousand uh twenty thousand pounds a piece of those investors, three of them were bands, yep. including Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and Genesis, huh. who were each persuaded by the head of Charisma Records, uh, Tony Stratton Smith. And Charisma Records is the company that released most of Monty Python's early comedy records. Okay. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And apparently, um, I think Elton John also was a contributor too, um, but I'm not positive on that. The Rocket Man. Yeah. Rocket Man. Uh, so this movie was the top grossing. British film 
in the United States <laughs> in 1975. On Sundays, <laughs> on with Sunday. an air temperature of above 60, but still an odd number. Was an African or European swallow. Uh, well, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well is, the, is the swallow, is it laden? Uh, so it was also chosen as the second best comedy film of all time by ABC in their uh, best in their best in film movies of our time uh, special. Um, so yes, this this movie uh, needs really no introduction. I think uh, it starts out with King Arthur in his squire Patsy. King, King Arthur. I know. I know. It's his so squire funny. Patsy. Shout out to Patsy the angry squire. Uh, <laughs> and it's just super funny because I never like I don't think the squire ever gets name dropped again. Like the rest of the movie. Uh, but, like, he says it a few does, times. Does he? Okay, because it's like I don't I don't. <clears throat> remember that Come at all. Patsy. <laughs> we have a wall to scale. Uh, so yeah, uh, he's trying to trying to get his knights of the round table together so they can go to Camelot. And it's it's just it is a fantastic employment of like the the red herring misdirection kind of thing because yeah. like you start the movie out King Arthur, you know, is he he rides up to the castle on his horse as we all know. Right. As we all know how that works. Yeah. You know. That's not a horse. Yeah, yeah. You're just you're just taking two halves of a coconut and banging them together. So so, <laughs> and, uh, and where did you get the coconuts? <laughs> we picked them up somewhere. <laughs> we picked them up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. They're not indigenous. <laughs> <laughs> this has been brought here by a swallow. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, so he he ends up going all around and and, and collecting these different knights and things. And so he actually the first knight that he gets is t- played by Terry Jones. He gets uh, Sir Bedivere, uh, the wise, who is you know ironically not at all. Uh, and- uh duh. <laughs> No wood. <laughs> what else floats? <laughs> what do you put apart from witches? Oh god! More, More witches. witches. <laughs> Apologize the scatter shot of punchlines. I just I can't help it. It's just it's fine. funny. It's fine. Um, yeah, so he. It's fine. We're entertaining. It yes, it's fun. It's uh, so Terry Jones, yeah, he plays Sir Sir Bedivere, uh, and he also plays Prince Herbert later. Oh yes, uh, oh Prince Herbert, easily is one of my so favorites. Good. He's so good. Son, one day all this shall be yours. What the curtains? No, not the curtains. Everything else. <laughs> I don't want any of that. <laughs> oh my god. I'd much rather. Sing. No, 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 no none, of that. Here. <laughs> none, none of that. None of that. Stop it. None of that. Uh, the movie was filmed uh, mostly in Scotland. Um, yeah. A lot of castles there. They filmed at Dune Castle, Castle Stalker, Kidmore Castle. 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 Uh, yeah, and uh, I think Bodium Castle was another one of them. Uh, but yeah, there's there's was that just, a word you just said? Yeah, it was a Scottish <laughs> word. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> it sounded like you went Bodium. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like Body a guttural, there's a guttural swallow noise in there. Also, this movie I have a kinship towards because, of course, there is those who call me Tim. Tim, uh, <laughs> and it's great, and yep. you know can never can never escape that. And, and I'm, uh, I'm completely that, that okay character is my favorite. Character. Oh, Tim the Enchanter is <laughs> Tim the Enchanter. Great. There is much you know, oh Tim. <laughs> there is much you know that is hidden, oh, oh Tim. Tim. Quiet. <laughs> I don't know what. It's so funny. I just love that, like in between lines, like they come upon him and he's already just blowing he's up out nothing. there, just blasting right, right, right. shit he's for no reason. Yeah, he's, he's like, just he's like on top, of like a, some, some hill or something. He's like just 
pointing where yeah, just boom, boom, just for no reason. And then, no reason and then he blows himself up and then teleports because yeah, that's how that works. To the group, yeah. <laughs> and Arthur's like, uh, I, I can see you're a busy man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's, he's super busy. Like I have all this nothing to blow up. Right. Yeah. So just funny. to flaunt my power. I just love randomly. the fact that I know he's having this conversation. Like while the conversation is going on, he just turns around, like just blows something up for no reason. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, then he, he has like the, yeah, the, 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 the flamethrower, which is honestly a good special effect. It looks yeah. awesome. Honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah I was I was cost cost oh, he's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, Tim the Enchanter. Tim the, the Enchanter is the, yeah, the best, sure. and when he he's totally when he's is. when he's explaining the killer rabbit and everything, yeah. and it's just like you know, <laughs> the, the, the rabbit is like, is it behind the rabbit? It's like it is the, the rabbit. rabbit. You, you absolute tit! It's like <laughs> I wait, saw my I saw... was so scared. <laughs> That's what did it do? Nibble your bum? What's it, what's it going to do? Nibble your bum? <laughs> oh, I soiled my arm. I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then the one knight goes over to fight it, and his head. Gets bitten oh, off and Jesus Arthur's Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! And that's like such a good delivery of that. Really and uh, and then and then Eric Idle again goes. He's like, oh, I've just gone and done it again. Like he soiled his armor again. He's <laughs> too back at it. <laughs> so fucking funny. Also, uh, back to the French castle scene where they just finally like you know. Whatever, whatever, lavash, and and they just like bring a cow. <laughs> lavash, yeah, Vigil lavash, and they just bring a cow over and just, just launch it, and they're just like, holy fuck, and they go to charge the castle, and there's like a cavalcade of fucking farm animals just firing at them, just tons of chickens and shit. And you're like, oh my god, run away! <laughs> Maybe if we run up, and run, oh my god, and then and then this is actually like one of the best Bedivere moments is when they yes. devise the plan yes. in the in the woods and they come up with the Trojan rabbit. Yeah. Yes. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they wheel it in, and you just see them bringing it to the door. And then, like, in the foreground, everyone just stands up. And they're like, and now, once we wheel that in there, Lancelot, myself, and, and whoever, <laughs> whoever are, will yeah. jump out. Lancelot and King Arthur's like, who, who's jumping out? Who, it's like, who's jumping out of the rabbit? Lancelot, myself, and, and whoever. He's like... We oh. are here. <laughs> well, he doesn't oh, even shit. say anything. Yeah, they he doesn't. Yeah, like, Lancelot just, just puts his oh, hand oh on his face and like looks down. And, and Bedivere just realizes. Yeah, Bedivere's oh, like, God. well, if we build, build a another. giant wooden badger, and he just smacks him in the face, <laughs> <laughs> bam! <laughs> like, fuck, you're stupid. Oh, oh my god, it's then, so good. Then they, they launched that thing that they <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah oh you just see the wooden rabbit just getting launched, which I think is amazing. And I don't know how they did it, like to make it look the way it does. It great. Yeah, and it's is like did they that thing is huge it's super right. huge right. so yeah. like did they because it i mean unless it's a miniature that's really well done right right but it yeah, doesn't it have been seem like, a like it's a miniature but maybe it was yeah I, i'm I really no not sure they showed it like i don't know they kind of had like a camera under it or it didn't have to be that high in the air they mm -hmm. kind of she, you know, had a camera under it that like, kind of goes over it and then just <laughs> drop it from a really high place yeah for the, the yeah final right shot. maybe yeah maybe right. But oh my god! But it looks great. It, I mean, it really does. looks like they yeah. launched yeah. this like this twenty-five foot tall wooden rabbit catapult. on wheels yeah. over the like the, the high wall of a castle. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job with it. Uh, right. I also just like the small moment where they wheel it up to the front door, and then the French soldiers like come out and they're like whispering to each other, like, "Oh, what is this? Oh, <laughs> like, oh, it is a gift. Oh." And then like one of the soldiers whispers to the other one, they're like, "Allons-y!" And then the other French soldier goes, "What?" And he goes, "Let's go." He's like, "Oh," <laughs> it's like he's speaking French to the French guy, and the French. Guy 
guy didn't know what he said. He's like, allons-y. What? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like so funny. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's endless fun things. Honestly, I mean, the Black Knight, obviously. Black there's Knight, there's yeah, the Knights yeah. who say knee. But we I, are no longer the Knights <laughs> who say knee. We are now the Knights who say icky, 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 patang, zoom, boing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, the, un- the Knights who, until recently, said, said knee. knee. <laughs> so, I mean, they're great. Honestly, uh, I, I think one of my favorite things that I didn't remember liking as much until I just rewatched it was the the brave Sir Robin and, and his merry brave minstrel. Sir Robin uh, ran yeah. away yeah. and then he bravely yeah. ran away. Yeah. He bravely yeah. tucked his tail between his legs and fled. Like and he's, it, he's so the minstrel funny. is such a cheese ball and he knows he's like being such a jerk to him and he's like the look on his face the yeah. whole time is so funny. <laughs> I never, I didn't, I never did. <laughs> yeah, brave Sir Robin ran away. Brave Sir Robin ran away when danger reared its ugly head he, he bravely, bravely turned his tail and fled, fled. Yes, yes brave sir robin turned about and gallantly he chickened out you're lying <laughs> <laughs> i never did it's so funny in the way that like every every little break in his talking the minstrel just starts up again it's like bravely brave sir robin <laughs> turned away and tucked his head he's just like shut up <laughs> like, stop it's just constant theme music all the time of insulting him and it's, so, it's so, funny. so funny love it so much <clears throat> um yeah I have uh, one of my favorite parts has always been the castle anthrax. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, love right, this part right, so right, much. Yeah. And um, I have to say, the only uh, Python adjacent person I've ever met in real life is actually Carol Cleveland. Oh, wow. Uh, I got to meet her some years ago at, at uh, some Comic Con or something. And I thought it was so incredibly out of nowhere that she would be there yeah, at one of those things. Yeah. Um, but I, she was like on my must list. Like, I, right, yeah. Seeing that she was going to be there. So I do actually have. Um, my copy of uh, my DVD of, of Holy Grail is signed by her. Oh, nice. Um, which is pretty cool. But so I'll just, uh, I looked it up. And so here's here's the, uh, the the opening to the Castle Anthrax. I'll just do it real quick. And I just, it absolutely kills me the names that all the characters have in this. Um, it's it's like the girls have the dumbest names. Her name's Zoot. And then like, <laughs> oh yeah. And Zoot? then, like, then there's, there's two Zoot. girls and she calls them over. She's like, Crapper, Dingo. <laughs> Their names are Crapper and Dingo. Crapper and Dingo. And they're just like, hello. They're just such soft spoken. Um, so she goes, welcome, gentle Sir Knight. Welcome to the Castle Andrax. Galahad's, the Castle Anthrax? Yes, it's not a very good name, is it? Oh, but we are nice. And we will attend to your every, every need. Oh, I'm afraid our life must seem very dull and quiet compared to yours. We are but eight score young blondes and brunettes, all between sixteen and nineteen and a half, cut off in this castle with no one to protect us. Ooh, it is a lonely life, bathing, dressing, undressing, <laughs> making exciting underwear. We are just not used to handsome knights. And then Dingo says, oh, no, this, so this is all stuff put together. It doesn't really go together. But uh, I don't know. We'll just leave it there. But Crapper and Dingo. And then like later she was... um. Well, because what's her what's her sister's name? It's Zoot and uh... Alor. Oh crap! What's the other one's name? <laughs> I don't know. I forget. I remember, yeah. Zoot. Oh, nasty, nasty, wicked, nasty, wicked evil wicked, Zoot. Wicked, evil Zoot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I've well, I've just come. He's like, I've seen the Grail, and she's like, what Grail? There's no Grail here. He's like, I've seen it. I've seen it. Stop torturing me. And she's like, oh no, oh, oh, oh ooh. Uh, well, you know what? I've just remembered this. <laughs> Castle does have a have a beacon, which I've just remembered is grail shaped. It's grail shaped. Oh, oh, Zoot must have set a light to the beacon. Oh, nasty, wicked, evil Zoot. Super funny. Love it. 
I love it so much. Um, she deserves a spanking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all a deserve a spanking. A good spanking. Spank all of us. Yes. And then the oral <laughs> sex. <laughs> it's like the whole time tension building, tension building. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 the rest of the night's coming. They you know, grab Galahad and uh, they you know eventually remove him from the premises. And like once they get out the door, you're like, shit, shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> his whole deal, like what makes that so funny is that he has sworn a, uh, an oath to chastity. Right. right. He's like sworn a vow of chastity. So like he's unable to do anything. Right. And he's like, it's killing him. Right. And now you can was, see that it's that absolutely Doing that? No, it was Galahad. Oh, Galahad. It was Michael right, Palin. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but anyway. Lancelot's uh, Lancelot's onslaught is amazing. You oh know, yeah, when, when he just kills Prince, yeah Prince, Prince So I, oh, right. the whole scene with Prince Herbert is so funny. And my favorite moment of that whole thing is when he's like the the two idiot guards are there and they're just like looking over at Prince Herbert and they're just like smiling and like you know giving like the mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm. like oh, like so they I guess just, like, I guess Zoot and Dingo. Are the sisters? Are the sisters okay. is what this right. says. I, I really felt like Dingo and Crapper were the two <laughs> I mean, helpers, though. Maybe this is so wrong. Good that feels wrong. Bronco. Bronco. Let me know. It, no, it says, it says Dingo is the other sister. That's not Dingo good. ain't my Carl baby. On <laughs> um, Carl on Let's not forget. Carl on drums. Carl on drums. <laughs> you did eat my armored suit. My armored suit? My armored suit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, Her- Herbert's in the room, and the the guards are looking at him all dopey because they're stupid, and uh, and then Prince Herbert just very, you know you know uncouthly just like (laughs) takes a piece of paper and just like keeps eye contact and just very quickly scribbles it down very quickly this is this this is yeah it's so funny and it's just there's no dialogue it's just all physical writing and he just like very quickly like doesn't even look at it just you know folds up the note puts it on an arrow like awkwardly grabs an arrow awkwardly grabs a bow like saunters up to this windowsill and just like Doom, doom. Doing, like yeah, just looks out the doing. window for like one half a second and just <laughs> the way the arrow just like flies out the window it's like <laughs> it doesn't even go very yeah, far I know it goes nowhere <laughs> it's just like thwap and it's just done and then you cut to the next scene and you have Lancelot there with his squire and the squire just gets you know iced by this arrow right in the chest message for you sir message for you sir and this lays down he reads the message oh it is it is my calling. It is my quest. Like it's finally time. And he's like, I, now that you've been mortally wounded, you've been stricken down. He's like, actually, no, it's not, uh, not I, really that bad, sir. Oh, uh, here, like, I'll be fine. He's like, he's like well, if you, you've been getting better, you nearly, <laughs> nearly been better. killed. And that's like such a running joke. There's like ten yeah. characters who all go, they're, like, they're dying, and they're like, I, I feel better. I, I feel happy. <laughs> I feel happy. I feel happy. <laughs> Bring out your dead. Shut up! You're not fooling anyone. Shut up! You're not fooling anyone. You'll be dead in a minute. Oh my god! Yeah, you'll be dead in a moment. Yeah, and then Lancelot just goes to the castle and just proceeds he said to he's, slay. He said he's not dead. Slay lit like legitimately every person he comes up to, and there's just bombastic. It is so bloody. Yeah, it's just this insane freaking rampage. Yeah, there's more blood in, in this one scene than like three Hammer movies put together. For real, it's right. so gory, and it's just great. Oh my god, awesome! I mean, can't say enough about the movie. So I feel I like, like um, oh, this is uh, this one part where I have this uh. This professor of the the uh, expert, oh, yes. the expert of uh, King Arthur, just like telling the tale of King Arthur and whatever. Then all of a sudden, this knight comes along and just like slices the guy right in the throat. <laughs> and, then, right. and then the wife's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And then 
then, right. and then that's it. And then it like like very dotted, like like every few scenes you get like yes. one quick shot back to like the cops investigating the investigating the dead body and like looking at them and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, they're, 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 they're keeping yeah. this going. Right, like, like why right. is this still happening? Right. And, and, and you know, then they throw the holy hand grenade of Antioch and it blows up, kills the <laughs> rabbit. And then like right off screen, the cops are there and they're like, they, oh. They hear it. They hear oh, something's going oh, on. There so they go, <laughs> and they just, you know, it like hones in on that. Right. So, so it's such a right. good like, th- you know. And I like the way how the movie ends too. It's like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> these police officers show right, up right, right. Like, right before this, like, to kill, like humongous battle they start charging towards each other and then like the cops come and like arrest everyone yeah and then it's like, like what because they it. killed the historian right they killed the historian it's like you murdered somebody he killed the historian in scene 12 what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> I'm just gonna forget about that uh, <clears throat> um yeah, so uh, also uh, just this one scene, and then I'll be done, I promise. Uh, so yeah, I, I love when King Arthur approaches the random old woman. He's just like, old woman. He goes, man. Man, <laughs> man sorry. What knight lives in that castle over there? <laughs> I'm 37. What? I'm 37. I'm not old. <laughs> well, I can't just call you man. Well, you could say Dennis. <laughs> I didn't know you were called Dennis. Well, you didn't bother to find out, did you? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's such a great, like, little zippy. Didn't funny know you were called Dennis. <laughs> well, you could say Dennis. <laughs> I didn't vote for you. <laughs> King of the Who. King of the Who. That's a Terry Jones. That's right? yeah. yeah. King of the Who. Uh, well, yeah, and, and that character gets introduced with the line, "Oh, we've got some lovely filth down here." <laughs> right, got some lovely filth. And and like literally the the the. The task that they're doing while they're having the conversation is these two peasants are just essentially moving mud from one spot to another spot. <laughs> yeah. They're like leaning down and they're just making piles of mud. And <laughs> got some lovely filth down here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the the final note is that uh, this movie actually 30 years after it was conceived uh, would be used for Eric Idle's uh, Spamalot. Yeah. The, the oh, play nice. Spamalot, which I would still love to see. I, I probably uh, heard right. it was awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see it too, actually. I don't know if it's still, you know, being in circulation or anything like that, but <clears> yeah, it's it's Actually, awesome. uh, it is really funny. Uh, Mrs. Parasite actually gave me a, a Spamalot Blu-ray like oh, three or four years ago that I have never watched. Oh. So we should watch it. We, we should, should yes. do that. Should. That sounds like Quick, a plan. Stop recording. We have work to do. We have <laughs> some lovely filth here. <laughs> lovely some lovely filth down here. All right. That'll do it. That'll do it for the grail. <laughs> oh, the what? The what? A grail. <laughs> a grail. Quite. Quite. All right, we will. Uh, we're moving right along. Uh, so the next movie in the Monty Python Flying Circus cycle is, of course, Monty Python's Life of Brian, uh, and I will be presenting this one. Um, this is a film that it's funny, you know, in America. So I was friends with this girl Michelle in in college, who was from England, and we both like you know loved Python, and um, like. she said that. She found it very funny that in America, the movie we cared most about was Grail. Mm-hmm. But in England, it's all about Life of Brian. Huh. That is like the funny. one that everybody right. goes to. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, the third Python film was released in 1979, the year that I was born. And film Another on, good year. on location in Tunisia 
which also doubled as the planet Tatooine for Star Wars. And right. Hope. Yeah, because I was oh, like, wow. I was actually going to ask like, yeah, what was this located? Uh, what was this film? Because like the location was pretty. <laughs> yeah. Fitting and yeah. Tatooine, I know, I know. Tatooine apparently. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was I was thinking that the whole time I watched it too. Um, cool. Brian was uh, was written by all six Pythons, like most of their stuff, and directed by Terry Jones, who later claimed that at least two scenes were actually directed by Gilliam. So, side note, I guess uh, Gilliam was offered to co-direct it with Jones. Jones offered. Mm. Uh, Gilliam turned it down because he felt that people didn't really respect him as a director hmm. and didn't really take him seriously. Interesting. And so his experience as a co-director of directing the Pythons was not a super good one on Grail. Oh. So he's like, no, I'm good. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so he he just let Terry Jones yeah. do it, but there were, I guess, two scenes that Doug okay. Gilliam did. Also, so this movie has um, the least amount of songs. It has the least amount of... Well, I think Grail only has one, the Knights of the Round Table song, right? Is there another... Um, I can't think of any. Well, there's, well, just, I mean, there's this the one, Bravely Brave Sir Robin, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, I guess that doesn't really count. But this one does only have uh, two animated sequences, which is the, the opening and closing credits. Mm. So it's the only film that does not have them interspersed yep. right. throughout. Um, and of course, uh, if you know anything about uh, what, it, what the plot of the movie is, uh, <laughs> it tells the uh, story of Brian Cohen, played by Graham Chapman, <laughs> Apparently, uh, Cleese actually really lobbied for the role. He really, really, really wanted to play Brian. Yeah, I was surprised and, uh, that Graham Chapman got both leads. He just both. wanted to hang dong. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, uh, he, he. They convinced him otherwise. They, they're like, they really felt like Chapman was the one, and he was right for the role. And yeah. eventually, Cleese amicably, you know, right, agreed. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But uh, so, so Brian Cohen, played by Chapman, he's a young Jewish man who is born on the same day and right next door to, you <laughs> may have heard of him, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Opening and then seat. he's uh, <laughs> subsequently uh, mistaken for the Messiah. Oops. Oops. Um, so anyway, this uh, film was, of course, uh, understandably met with instant controversy. Right. When right. it was released, uh, Life Brian was actually banned in Ireland, Norway, and parts of Britain. Whoa. And, oh, my uh, God. And there were protesters gathered, gathered outside various cinemas when it aired in the U.S. as well. I was wondering, because it felt pretty, you know, pretty controversial. Like, right. how did this movie go out and not Yeah, not I mean, for shit? sure. Like, so right. apparently there was, like, all these claims of, like, it's... it's you Blasphemous. Know, Blasphemous. Right, yeah. Blasphemy. And that's, like, one of the main, the main, main things. And, and uh, one of the interviews that I, I saw with Terry Jones from back then, like, from the early 80s, he's like, you know, it's really funny... You know, they asked him, like, how do you respond? How do you defend this? If they say, oh, well, this is blasphemous. And he's like, he's like, well, honestly, I, it's funny because I don't think they've seen the movie right. or they don't understand the definition of the word blasphemous. He's like, if anything, it's like, what's the word? Heretical? You're, you're, her you're a not heretic. Her yeah. Yeah. You're, her you're heretical. Her yeah. He's like, it's anti church and establishment mm. it's not anti-god God. it's not anti-jesus right. or right. It, and we're not saying that brian is jesus because that's the other thing right that, the movie doesn't defame jesus at all he's not really no. in the movie. he just kind of happens over there right this is the and story right. of the other guy right there's three points in the movie where you actually a hundred percent see that they are not the same person yeah. right but some people did claim that you're saying that this is jesus <clears throat> and right. you're making him into this idiot or whatever and I'm not the Messiah. That's what the Messiah would, would say. say. Then I am the, the Messiah. Messiah. He's, He's the Messiah. Messiah. <laughs> what would you have us do? Fuck off! <laughs> how would you like how us would to you fuck like off? Us to fuck off? <laughs> so good. Oh um, man. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 uh, <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, people. You know, obviously, especially 
I don't know. If if you're gonna if you're gonna claim that something's blasphemous, you're the type of person that's probably oversensitive. Right. You know, but anyway, this this movie was was not purporting that anything about Jesus because right. it didn't even it showed him in one scene and it definitely like oh no the manger's over there yep. and you have that opening scene and they 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 from the very beginning they really really they make that distinction you know the three wise men accidentally go right. next door right. when Brian is born and then you know they're they're about to leave the frankincense and myrrh and all this stuff yeah the silver and and of, and, and of course you know Terry Jones oh we have gifts oh why didn't you say so yeah yeah Jones primary <laughs> character so? uh, in the movie is that of Mandy Cohen, his name's Mandy. It's so funny. <laughs> He's Brian's mother who uh, uttered, of course, what is probably the film's most famous line. Say it with me now. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they, these three wise men come in and they're like, they're like, oh, we've, we've, we've brought gifts. And, and she just wants them to leave. She's like, the whole the whole scene, yeah. she's like, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Go you know? away. And they're like, well, we brought gifts. And she's like, whoa, whoa what you brought gifts? Oh, well, oh. And <laughs> come on. They're like, well, what have you, what have, what have you got? And they're like, oh, frankincense and, and myrrh and, and silver. What's, what's gold? And they're like, oh, it's like the tree sap. Or, or, yeah. He's like, oh, it's a bomb. And she's yeah. like, a bomb? <laughs> what are you going to give a bomb to a baby for? And then she, she claims it's some kind of animal. She's like, a bomb? Oh, Isn't yeah. that going to bite oh, him? Right, and you're just like, what? It's just an animal, yeah. And it's like, what oh, the fuck? Yeah, the, there's so many layers. <laughs> they're like turning bomb into bomb, bomb, like explode, and then it becomes an animal that's right. dangerous. <laughs> a bomb? Why would you give a bomb to a baby? It's going to bite you. <laughs> so funny. So like, and then they they leave. She kicks him out, and she's like, "Oh, that was pretty good." And then like two seconds later, they barge back in, take their shit, right? slap and barge right. out yeah. because they clearly realize, "Oh, we had the wrong house." Right, yeah. right. And they go like right down the street, and right there's like door. this god pillar coming yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, like 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 the third personal guy, oh, got his gift back, just pushes her in the face. Yeah, just, yeah. just shoves yeah. her in the face, just boom, boom. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, it's just so funny. Oh, but they man. really like they they obviously they clearly say this is this is happening over there yeah and this is just the time where people were you know yeah. looking for leadership and looking mm-hmm. to belong and is it so different than now like I say right now. but um this is let me see this is definitely uh the apparently the Pythons all agree this is their favorite movie that okay. they did okay uh they they cited that uh, I've, I read various places they they said that uh. This actually, this was in one of the documentary pieces, like the subsequent sub, supplemental features in the DVD I watched. They said it was like they thought it was their best writing. They thought they had like the best time on it. And apparently, also uh, Graham Chapman was a real raging alcoholic for a lot of years, oh, and wow. he right. was sober at this point. Oh, yeah, okay. So he had really finally beaten back his demons, and uh, apparently, it made a big difference just on set and just in his work and just whatever. Yeah, I mean. He is very, very good as Brian. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's great as King Arthur, but King Arthur's role just required him to be serious and deadpan, mm-hmm. like you know, very militant. This there was a there was a lot of range. A lot for Brian. of range. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He really got to do a lot. He of was a passenger in a space battle for Christ's sake. Oh my God, that <laughs> right. part is so, so good. Random. So apparently, that's so one of the Gilliam scenes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so funny. So yeah, funny. Just, so just goes careening off the top <laughs> right. of this tower and then spaceship comes out of nowhere, swoops him up in midair. And, <laughs> and you get all these the like really like uncomfortably close shots of his face and he's just like, oh, what the fuck is happening? And then they never talk about <laughs> it. No, right. he comes back to Earth and the person standing there is just like, you lucky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> 
Oh, 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 I'd love to be spit in the face. Because <laughs> that's a running gag. Like, right, people yeah. call p- other people who are very misfortunate. Lucky. Lucky bastard. Oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah, the one guy in the prison who's like hung upside down. It's like, they, they only hung me up right side up the other day. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, so many running gags in that one. Yeah, totally. But, but, um, um, are, yeah. Yeah, so Arguably, I don't know. The the I feel like the best song is in that movie. Always look on yeah. the bright side. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, so it's good. Yep. Life's a piece, piece of shit. When, when you, you look, look at it, it. <laughs> um, I, I think de- life's a joke and death or something. I can't remember the exact words. But yeah, yeah, the whistling obviously is like. Oh my god, it's, a good one. it's so infectious. Um, I think that uh, maybe my fa- favorite like quick character and definitely one of my favorite parts is right near the end when they're all marching off to the crucifixion <laughs> yeah. oh, and yeah, Michael yeah. Palin's character is just, he's just so helpful. He's just like that, that helpful concierge. And, and he's like, eh, they're like one at a time, oh, yeah, one yeah, at a yeah, time yeah, yeah, they yeah, come yeah. to him and they're like crucifixion. And they're like, yeah, he's like, good, good. good. All right. Good. All right, take line take up, a cross. Go ahead, line up, up. Go down. Stay to the left. One cross, per and then person. He, yeah, one cross per person. Stay to the left, and yeah. then the next person. Crucifixion. Good. Yeah. One good. one cross per person. I know. To, he's so genuinely sweet. To I know. Each yeah. one of these. I know. And his face, like the look on his yeah. face. He's so he's, kind. I know. He's like seriously. He kind of feels bad. Crucifixion, and then he gets to Eric Idle. He's like, Oh no, actually, uh, freedom. <laughs> freedom. They, they they told me I could go. It was all a big mistake. And he's like, Oh, oh, really? I well, go okay then. I well, guess you can. That's, that's oh no, I'm just kidding. Ah, it's a crucifixion for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. oh, oh, very good. Oh, almost got me there. <laughs> and he uh, gets uh, his crucifixion. Coin for an ex beggar. And then the and then as they're walking to be or crucified, ex-clubber. there's the the one random yeah, guy who's like he's like, please, Paul, oh, yeah, sir, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me help so share you. your burden. Yeah, and he just right, takes right, the cross takes off the of his back, and, and the guy's like, boom, out of here. And that was that was Terry Jones, and he's like, he's like. Honestly, it's not my cross. Um, it's just a big misunderstanding. I'm right. just holding it for someone. <laughs> he'll, he'll be back any minute. <laughs> he literally was just holding it for someone. And he gets caught. Yeah. Uh, all right. As a as a token of the Roman Empire, we will set one prisoner free. free. Like, who shall we free? Yeah. <laughs> Wobbuck. 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 Very well. We shall free. We, we don't have a. Oh, uh, sir. We do not have a Wardwick. Wardwick, yes, but a Wardwick. Yeah, Wardwick. That's it. That's the last one. And then they're like, "What about Brian?" And they're like, "Yeah, Brian. That's a good one." He's like. Brian, that's the last try. Like, no, actually, no, we, 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 actually we do Brian. have a Brian, sir. <laughs> Very well, we shall we Brian. We Brian. What is so funny about Biggeth? Diggeth? Yeah, I was gonna say Biggeth. Diggeth. Ah, my friend is my friend. I have a friend in Rome called Biggeth. I have a friend in Rome called Biggeth. And in continents. Buttocks. <laughs> Incontinentia. 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 Yeah. Buttocks. Buttocks. <laughs> He's like, Biggest Dicketh had a wife. Her name? Incontinentia. Incontinentia. Buttocks. Buttocks. It's so low. It's so low brow. Like, it's not yeah. nice, but it's fucking hilarious. And, and uh, apparently oh that scene God. was all like, it, it. I don't know if it was done in one take, but they... Everybody really was honestly trying to not laugh. Oh, yeah. So God. like it was right. like it was genuine, genuine, genuine because yeah. it was <laughs> that funny. So this scene is basically uh, Pontius Pilate played by Michael Palin, right? And he has this lisp and stuff, and it really is. And he played it so deadpan too, which was so perfect. Good. Oh, oh my right. God! Right. Yeah. And everyone else is trying to keep their shit together. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> flawless. Like he he does oh not. Oh my God! Turn out. Awesome scene. Joke name, sir. 
<laughs> joke name, sir. Like, like biggest dickus. <laughs> what? It's a joke, sir. Huh? Yeah, because it was I'm like, it was like not, naughtiest. Not, who's naughtiest who's your father? <laughs> naughtiest Maximus. And everybody laughed. <laughs> right. Like, and they're like, uh, what? What's funny about that? It's a, it's a joke name, It's a joke sir. name, sir. It's like, uh, biggest. Uh, yeah, I forget the first one he says. And then he's like, oh, like biggest dickus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good stuff. Good oh, stuff. What are you trying to write? Like, uh, Romans go home. No, and then he gives him the whole like Latin lesson because he's oh, writing it. Oh yeah, wrong. the Latin. I read it a hundred times by Sunday. Now guys. conjugate the verb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They said so. So one of the subplots in the movie is that Brian actually falls in league with this like anti-Roman league, right. this underground movement. And the Judean people's front. Yeah, the Judean not the people's front. Not the Judea. people's front of Judea. Yeah, they hate them. <laughs> they show up at the end. Suicide Squad attack. And they just like ah, we like, showed them. It's like <laughs> and Brian's just like you dolts. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he falls in line, and, and then they they sort of like want him to prove himself. So they're like, oh, well, you gotta you gotta write you gotta graffiti Romans go home on the on the the building or whatever, and the, and he gets caught. And, uh, <laughs> and you think like the John Cleese soldier character is going to, you know, take him in when he sees him. And, and instead, you know, he gives him a grammar lesson. Like, what are you writing? Now write it a hundred like, times. Uh, Romans go home. Yep. He's like, what in Latin? You know, he's like, totally got it all yeah. wrong. It's, just, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good scene. But uh, definitely a good movie. Definitely very different. It feels very different than Grail. I, I would yeah. not yeah. at all say that they, they, they. They really are. They're so different. Yeah, more structured narrative. Like the story yeah. is a little bit more thought out, and like Grail has a story, but it's so, yeah. it's more just it's like skits furthering yeah. along. And yeah. I do, I do much prefer Grail, but like you mm. know, I love all four yeah. movies. And yeah, they're all they're all. I mean, I, I, mean uh, I recently saw Life of Brian for the first time in quite a long time, and I remember liking Life of Brian, but not loving it. Yeah, same know. here. But I watched it again. Like uh, I think it was actually last night. And, oh my god, it's 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 so hilarious. Good. I was like freaking roaring the whole freaking time. I was like, oh yeah. my god, this is just this. yeah. I, I remember. I remember like watching it like years ago and thinking like the first half of the movie was really funny and yeah. then it just kind of like fell apart. Yeah, I didn't get that this time. Like, I actually yeah. I, I enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, and I, th- nice. I think the first time I watched I mean, it, I was I, too yeah, young. sure. That I mm. still feel the same way. Like the second half wasn't as good as the first right. half, but it's I still, really still good. chuckled. Yeah. You know, I got more enjoyment out yeah, of it. Yeah, I think mm. I was like I was in my late twenties, maybe early thirties, the last time I saw it. And I was like, I mean, I thought it was funny and all right. <clears> did but you I, see it yeah. at my house when when I lived I in Hudson? Probably did. Yeah, because that's when I yeah. I remember yeah, we and all watched I, it. I liked yeah. it, but I don't know. Maybe I just didn't appreciate the humor as much. Now it's like, you know, it's like, well, whatever religion, whatever. So it's like, now it kind of like, okay. And yeah, right, the other right. all is like, the jokes land. And, yeah. you know, we said, we said this off mic earlier, but like, you can't be like half paying attention. You can't be like on your right. phone and mm. appreciating Monty Python. Right. You can't. It's impossible. Every, right. every single word is crafted yeah. and it's funny and there's no filler. It's just right. all good. It seems like it's right. crazy zany out there. Well, it is crazy zany out right. there. It seems like it's just. Nonsense, Manic. like random right. nonsense. But it's, not. it's, yeah. it's controlled chaos. Calculated. Yeah. Yes, right? controlled yeah. chaos. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very very like absurdist nonsense, mm. but wrapped in like intellect, and right. it's really like it's, it's why it's, it's so good. Genius. It's, it's so brilliant. Good. Yeah. Brilliance. Yes, very right. very good. So life of Brian, and of course it ends with the awesome song which we mentioned. Yep. Always look on the bright side song of, of life. life. Good stuff. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I'm ready to move on if you guys are. Hell yeah. And yeah, give the uh, pass the uh, the old mic over to Mr. Joe. All right. So the Nintendo. Oh, now you're playing with power. XXC. Super Super Nintendo power. Super power. Now you're playing with Nintendo. So this next movie is The Meaning of Life. 
and it is a 1983 British musical sketch comedy directed by Terry Jones. It's the last film to feature all six Python members before Graham Chapman's death in 1989. Oh, yeah. shit. Really wow. I, think he, I didn't, he didn't realize that. Yeah, he, I think he died... Uh, just before the twentieth anniversary of Monty Python. Oh shit! And you know what the last the last thing he he was in? I don't know. Oh, was it? Uh, I know what this is. I it's uh, Iron Maiden's video for "Can I Play With Madness." Yes, it is. All oh right. fuck! Oh. Can I play with madness? Wow, yeah. that's that's nutty. And he, you could tell he was very, very uh, yeah. diminished. He right, was he was. Yeah, very skinny and yeah. uh, looked. Yeah, uh, yeah he was himself. battling uh, tonsil cancer. Yeah, tonsil cancer. Yeah, just get them removed. Most people do. Who knows? Get your tonsils. Anyways, yeah. back yes. to the movie. He prayed aloud to the old man. He said, don't lie, don't say who you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, do you want to know the truth, son? Well, I'll tell you the truth. Your soul's going to burn in a lake of fire. <laughs> oh, well done. Was, <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Glad that was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> never We're that. all Never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nintendo. Anyways, so just like with the, uh, the, the first movie, um, this one has like, uh, like several different right uh, skits, yeah, different yeah. skits, yeah, and they somehow all tie in together mm-hmm. by the end of the movie. And so the the movie starts off with a group of fish in a restaurant's tank <laughs> swimming together, you know, just casually swing, <laughs> swing by. They're like, "Good morning, good morning, good morning." Yeah, good morning, it's good morning, really cool. Like, yeah. They use like a green or blue screen or whatever, so you you, you don't see their bodies at all. Yeah, you, you, just, just, you just see their, their but faces. But you can tell on, they're on the like fish. walking along with this thing on their shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. It's yeah. still wicked funny. Yeah, I, I, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, they did. It's very very different. It's very unique. Right. So so they're like swimming around, whatever, saying good morning to each other, and uh, then they they look out out the 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 tank and they they see like their friend. Being served on a plate, just about to be eaten, and like this fish's name is Howard. So none of the other fishes have names, though. It's just that that. Well, they one, might have names. They just don't tell us what they, they are. Don't tell us what they are. Right. Tell us who you are. Who you are. Anywho, so that's when they start to wonder or they question what is the meaning of life. <laughs> so the next scene is you have the first segment, which is called the miracle of birth, and <laughs> excuse me, and. <laughs> So this features a woman in labor being ignored by the doctors in favor of impressing the hospital's medically clueless administrator. (laughs) Meanwhile, in Yorkshire, described as the third world, a Roman Catholic man loses his job and returns home to, to tell his numerous children that he has lost his job and has to sell them all off for, for a scientific experiment. <laughs> it's going to be scientific experiments for a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the Catholic Church's opposition of contraception, this leads to the musical number, Every Sperm is Sacred. Yes. Mm. Yes. I think so. this is the most off-color of the movies. Yeah. I think throughout. Yeah, yeah. throughout, yeah. yeah. I mean, in that scene, that scene, start, when, the, when Michael Palin's coming home, before you see Michael Palin, after he's gotten fired... Terry Jones is playing the woman, yeah. and she's like, she's they, okay. First of all, it should be said that there are like hundreds of kids. There's a bunch, a yeah. bunch, yeah. <laughs> and so she's literally at the sink doing dishes. She has like a kid in her arm, and then as she's doing the dishes, another, another kid, kid falls, falls out. out yeah. like, <laughs> which is funny. Which is funny. Before that, I forget that that that, that actor's name, but he's like walking. Well, Terry Terry Jones. Oh, Michael Palin's Mike, the one outside. Yes, Michael Palin's the dad. 
Right, right. So, so he's walking from wherever, and then he sees the stork with the baby. Oh yeah, he just drops the baby yeah. into his hand. He's oh. like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then inside, so they give her the baby like falls on the floor, and she and then Terry Jones' only reaction, he's like, "Uh, oh, who'd you get that, Deirdre?" <laughs> like one of the kids. <laughs> All right, mom. And she runs over and gets the yeah. baby. It's like, oh my god, this is awful. Right. <laughs> this is the worst thing. I can't believe this actually. And got they like pan over to like there's a couple across the street that are like having this like philosophical discussion. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So a protestant man with his wife yeah. looks on disapprovingly and proudly remarks that protestants can use contraception yeah. and have sex for pleasure, though his wife points out they never do. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Of course not. We're Protestant. <laughs> right. So he's, like, he's going on and on and on about you know, how you know they're better. And mm. she's trying to like, he's saying like all these things. Right. That, and she's kind of getting you know, all getting hot, getting all yeah. like hot and bothered and yeah. whatever. And it's like, <laughs> we should try something. It's like, oh, do you <laughs> I could go down this door and get a French tickler for my John Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love the fact that she's like, oh, do, do you have one? Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh, and again, the way they just deliver it so deadpan is just fucking amazing. Yes, right, oh my right. god! I just love Eric Idle's expression throughout that, that <laughs> yeah. whole segment. He's just like the way, the way how um, yeah, because he's the white. Graham is like just right. talking, and, and he's all like, "Oh, you can't it's see my." A, you guys can't see my expression. <laughs> yeah. where he's all like, "Yeah, it's oh just god, a perfect way." Like, like yeah, like <laughs> the one guy is so deadpan, and Eric Idle is just so boisterous, and it's like, it just right. works so well. <laughs> right. Oh my god, it's amazing. Oh my god, so good. And then. <clears throat> Then the next segment is called uh, Growth and Learning. And this is basically a class full of boys are taught in school. Oh, yes. Adequate, oh, yes. Ag- <laughs> the adequate before. Be over the whole time he's describing this movie. <laughs> so did we all watch? I didn't watch this one. I did didn't you watch guys? this one. I watched yeah. this I, I one recently. I haven't watched this one. Okay. I watched this oh. one recently. So, this is the only one I didn't get to see for this. Episode. Right. So, But I love it. So the, the, these boys are being taught in school the ed, the etiquettes before partaking in, in a sex education sesh, uh, le- lesson, which involves watching their teacher have sex oh. with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Do stand up when, when my wife enters the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! One boy laughs and is forced <laughs> is forced into a violent rugby match, pitting pupils <laughs> right. against the adult school masters as punishment. Right, and, that's and that Jones. was so brutal. Just yeah, watching these kids get like pummeled. <laughs> that was totally Terry Jones, and he looks like this little butterball, and he's like, he's so so scared, he's so misplaced. <laughs> I, lo- I love the part where the, the, this kid, the kids running with the ball, and uh, you see uh, uh, what's his face. Uh, I'm terrible with names. John Cleese, or yes, John Cleese. Uh, he just like kind of like walks up and sticks his leg out and trips the kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He, yeah. He was, yeah. Whatever. That was the teacher. That was the character. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What a jerk. But I like you know before like when I was still in the classroom, they were just discussing you know, like ways to like you know kind of yes, you know you know get the get the juices, juices flowing, flowing <laughs> so to speak. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just give her a little kiss first. Let's <laughs> 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 just go right in there at it. However, he says another it. thing too that I thought was funny. I don't know if you guys had. Uh, caught on to this but there was a scene with this kid looking out the window watching like the, the football game or whatever and mm-hmm. John Cleese like mentions it that kid is there for like a scene and then they they, paint, they go away and they go back to that same angle and he's gone and he's gone oh huh no, I didn't pick up no, and no, back and forth he's there and he's not there he's yeah. there he's not there Weird. he's not no, there I'm I didn't like, pick up on that oh. <laughs> That's what happens when you film stuff and there's not that continuity guy yeah, yeah. Yep. I just thought that was kind of weird that's funny 
And the next part is called Fighting Each Other, mm. which focuses on, on three scenes concerning the British military. <laughs> Pardon me. That, that wasn't funny. No, no, that was just me actually <laughs> coughing. He's just ready. He, he's ready, yeah. He's primed. He's primed. 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 But prom! <laughs> what the crapping hell? Ironhide. Crapper. Dingo. Zoot. Zoot. Oh, but we are good. Oh, wicked nasty we, Zoot. We, we, we are spanking. Nice. <laughs> Should give us all a good spanking? <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> all right, so. the, and the oral sex. <laughs> the oral right. sex. Uh, so the first segment is the uh, the World War One officer tries to rally his men during an attack. They insist on presenting him with various going away presents. Oh yes, including a card, a, a cake, and a clock. <laughs> a clock. It's like a big yeah, it's a big green clock that they just have out in the battlefield. Yeah. Oh, we got this clock for you, sir. And they're all uh, getting shot at too. Yeah. It's like what they're the down hell? in the trench. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not in the trench warfare. They're down yeah. in the right. trench. Right. Uh. Where am I? Okay. Uh, right, okay. Uh, second, a modern army RSM attempts to drill his <laughs> platoon, but a sarcastic remarks asking what they'd rather be doing yeah. ends with him actually dismissing them all due to leisurely <laughs> Oh, and I suppose you'd rather be practicing your piano. Oh, actually, oh. I wouldn't. Off you go, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go home to your mommy. Yeah. Unless there's something else you'd rather be doing. I love that. that that's such a singular performance for Palin, too. To right. be the, the, like, the yelling drill yeah, instructor guy. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's never, like, uh, of authority. He's always, like, the uh, submissive type. Like, yeah. He's Oh, man, he's so funny in that skit. Right. It totally is. Yeah. Learning the piano! <laughs> <laughs> All right, off you go, then. Off you go! <laughs> All right. Lastly, in 1879, during the Anglo-Zulu War, a soldier finds his leg has been bitten off. By a tiger. <laughs> a tiger <laughs> in <tiger>. Africa. <laughs> no. Suspecting a tiger despite being in Africa, the soldiers hunt, hunt for it and find two men suspiciously wearing two halves of a tiger costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't think they even, like, rectify, like, like where the leg went. It's like... No. Like yeah, right, right. Like, what do they do like, with the leg? What do they do with the leg? You know, I always thought that was, was so funny. Was it them that cut off the leg? Or, yeah. like, what? Like, they totally did. They cut off the guy's leg. It's like, did they eat it? What? Did, what? Right. Where did it go? What did they do with the leg? Right. And it's so funny when they're inspecting, like, the senior the officer is, like, inspecting John Cleese. And John Cleese is, like, up in his bed. And he's like, oh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Oh, I heard you have a bit of a mishap. And he's like, oh, I've been better. Um, uh, woke up. The whole leg's gone. <laughs> And it's like nothing. They're just, you know, right. being super British and upper, upper, stiff upper lip. And well, you're like, what? The whole leg? Yes, look, the whole leg is just gone. It's like, blimey. It's so funny. <laughs> right. I just love the fact that they're like, oh, it's probably a virus. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's like, it's oh, a well, tiger. that's not how viruses work. <laughs> it appears to be bitten off. <laughs> The whole leg's gone. <laughs> whole leg is gone. Well, I like the fact that the, those, the, the two guys that are the the tiger costumes <laughs> being interrogated. They're like, so his leg was taken while he was asleep and didn't wake up. <laughs> like, <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? All right. Oh, so, so good. prior to the sequence, uh, the, the that sequence ends uh, abruptly with the host introducing the middle of the film, beginning with the surreal segment called "Find the Fish." Again, oh, yeah. the, the whole fish thing. All right. Yeah. 
We're find in, the fish. <laughs> We're in bizarre characters ask the audience to find a hidden fish over the strange musical number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I did not find any fish. No, there's no fish. <laughs> right, yeah. There's none. <laughs> And so I'll tell random. you what. Yeah, yeah. I will I'll tell, tell you how many what. fish there are. I did not find a single one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next segment is called Middle Aged. Involves a middle-aged American couple visiting a Hawaiian restaurant themed around medieval torture. <laughs> where, <laughs> where to the interest of the fish, again the fish, the waiter offers a, a conversation <laughs> about philosophy and the meaning of life. Right. The customers are unable to make sense of it and move on to a discussion of live Live organ transplants. Right. Like in that scene, it's like instead of ordering food, they're just ordering, ordering conversation. conversation. Yeah. Oh, right. huh. Topics of conversation. Yeah. Right. right. Like, leads... well, we have this uh, lovely one about, uh, you know, this. Or, I, don't, I, can't, I don't remember it was, as well. Right. But, right. Yeah. Which leads on to the next segment called Live Organ Transplants. Love this one. <laughs> involves yeah. two, Super violent. Two, yeah. yeah. Wicked bloody. Oh wicked God. bloody. <laughs> bloody good. So this involves two paramedics. Visiting Mr. Brown, a card-carrying organ donor, for, <laughs> for, forcefully removing his liver while he is still alive. Uh, can we have your liver then? I'm still using, I'm still using it. it. I love it when Cleese gets to be because he's so good at being like stiff upper lip. Yeah. But like when he gets to be maniacal, mm. and like in this scene, just like in that the scene with the dirty fork. Yeah. He's like. Oh my god, he's just so funny in this scene. He's just the bloodlust yeah, as right. he's removing the guy's liver, and we get the the angle from what the guy, what the victim is essentially seeing. So right. we don't see any of the gore like happening really, but we do see them pulling Splurts, stuff out, yeah. right, stuff yeah. out, and blood squirting everywhere. Yeah, because weird. The camera is like his eyes, right. the eyes of the victim. Oh right. man, it, yeah. POV. We're good. We're good. Yes. You're getting your liver removed. Yes. Oh my god. While still alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Hardcore god. Hardcore hairy or whatever that is. <laughs> right, right, yep. Yeah. All right, so Mrs. Brown is initially reluctant to donate her own liver <laughs> while alive, but she <laughs> relents after a man steps out out of a fridge and sings the galaxy song discussing man's in- insignificance in comparison <laughs> to the enormousness of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great number. I love it. Really it's a fantastic yeah, number for sure. Then the, the next segment is called The Autumn Years, which starts off with a musician in a French restaurant singing about the joys of having a penis. <laughs> when the song is finished, the horrible and grotesquely, grotesquely obese Mr. Creatol. Is that, is that how I you pronounce so, it? Creatol? 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 I guess. Creatol? Creatol, yeah. Creatol, not Creatol. Yeah, that's what it is. Visits the restaurant, much to the definitely horror. one of one of Terry Jones's most memorable yeah, characters. Yeah, totally. Yep. And so gross. Too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Better god. Better than I'm gonna throw up. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I'm full. Oh, oh I'll take the law. <laughs> so Mister <laughs> Crusot uh, visits the restaurant, much to the horror of the other guests in the fish tank. Oh, right, because this is the restaurant. He's back right. to the restaurant from right. the movie. So finally we get a skit in the restaurant. Right. So he vomits continuously and yep. devours an enormous meal, which is funny because he asks for, he requests a, a, a bucket. Right. Right. Better the bucket, I'm going to throw up. And instead of puking in the bucket, he pukes on the waiter. He pukes all over the Basically floor. Basically, he pukes oh, everywhere. He, he pukes, he pukes, the a he pukes yeah. everywhere. And it's not just like a little bit. It's like, it's like a fire hose. It's yeah. like oceans of vomit. Yeah, fire hose. Yeah. Like, you get to puke from the, the fire hose! Yeah! 
you found oh the marble god. in the creosote. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> or creosote, whatever his name was. I can't right. remember. When the waiter per- persuades him to eat one last wafer thin mint. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, sir. This sorry. is the gross part. This is the gross part. This is the gross part. This is the gross part. But so sir. this guy, he he eats the 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 wafer thin mint, and he just like expands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's gurgling. Yeah, I mean, this guy is like freaking huge. We see him walking into the restaurant. We see him walking to the restaurant. He's like freaking normal, so he can barely walk. He's like, right? Yeah, it's, he's a big, it's a big costume. It's yeah, a big costume. I cannot imagine being in that costume. Bigger than Weird Al's fat, you know, much bigger. Yeah, this is like much bigger. Yeah, his butt is wide. Yeah, mine is too. Just watch your mouth. Or I'll sit it on you. Or I'll puke on you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ham on. So his stomach begins right. to rapidly expand until it explodes. Yeah, the it was just the straw that, that yeah, broke just the camel's like, back. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so he explodes. The, the waiter then giving him the bill. Like, yeah. like, like, it's like the guy's like, exploding. Your bills, you see, like, his ribs, you see, yeah, like, he's still alive, too. He's, he's still just, alive. Yeah, his, his the heart guy's is beating. Like exploded with all his guts everywhere. Yeah. People all around <laughs> him just like vomiting yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's just, uh, it's, it's very, it's just, it's so it's, goofy it's, that, it's, yeah. but it, it really is like, this is the goriest comedy. Like, right, it is right. so gory. Yeah. It's so gross. I mean, it's ludicrous, but it right. is. Right. So that, uh, the two staff members clean up the mess and they, I'm sorry, uh, uh, remains while discussing the meaning of life. A third waiter leads the, the audience to his house, oh, which, is like, yeah. which is like a very long walk. Right. Like, like, oh, follow me, follow er- me. It goes Eric on for like a couple solid like, minutes. Right. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's Eric it's like, Idle. It's yeah. like, like 10 minutes of him going, come on, this way, this way, this way. It's like, like, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> it's like, like walking out of the restaurant into the street, crossing the street. Going through the woods, all this stuff. Yeah, you assume it's, it's like, going to be like the next room, room, but it's like all yeah, this. It's like, no, 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 it's just right here. A mile to like this like secluded house in like the some, you know, just area like what, <laughs> in the room. middle of Kent. Yeah, just right, in the right. middle of a field or whatever. Right. So it leads him to his house, and then he spouts some some uh, type of a weak philosophy, and then angrily dismisses uh, dismisses everyone uh, after his point trails off. So he's kind of, kind of like, fucks off or whatever. Yeah. And then just like walks away, just storms away back into his childhood home or whatever. And then the final segment, which is called Death, and it features a condemned man cha- uh, choosing the manner of his own execution, <laughs> being chased off the, the cliffs of Dover by topless women in, in sports gear and falling into his own grave below, which is funny because um, you see like a group of people around this this grave and right. you think you think they're on a and beach there's like an too. open casket but there's no one in it right and well but I you don't really know don't that think, at the time i don't right. think there, yeah i don't think there was a casket it was just like a uh a oh, oh just a, just yeah the, uh, because, because the guy okay, just like okay, falls okay, into the okay, into the yeah. hole whatever but they're on a beach yeah which is weird so so he falls off the cliff and then that's how this guy dies and then on to the the next part of the segment uh the grim reaper my favorite oh, part. oh yeah my favorite favorite part right Thereupon enters an isolated country house where the host and dinner guests are all clueless as to who he is until the Reaper reveals his identity and tells them that they all died from eating poison. Yeah, they, they like, there's a knock on the door and they yeah. go to the door and then like the friggin' Grim Reaper is there and it's clearly Cleese in the costume, but he's like, he's so much taller even than 6'5". He's huge. Yeah. It's a really awesome costume. He really is. And he's like, who is it? And he's like, I 
I didn't catch your name. He's like, I'm the Grim Reaper. Yeah. He's like, he says he's the Grim Reaper. Oh, ask him in. And they so they come in and like, and, and then he explains that they've all died. And then from the salmon souffle. No, it's, it goes. He goes. He's like, well, wait a minute. How do we all die at the same time? And the Grim Reaper like points his finger to the sky, and then he slowly descends it and yeah. points it down at the table, and then he he indicates the salmon moose. Yes, that's yes, that's that's what it was. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God. The hostess lady's like, I am devastated. I am so sorry. I know, I, th- I should have known it had turned. It was that salmon. Yeah. Like, Why didn't you eat the salmon? I know. There's one guy. <laughs> right, I don't right, even right, have right. the salmon move. Right, right. I, I like the part where uh, they showed uh, uh, the Grim Reaper, like, walking through the table. Yeah. It's like, they that was... did that really well. The way how the, the, cam- the camera angle was, they did right. a really good job of, of creating that illusion that he's walking through the right. table just to point at yeah, that, yeah, at that the thing. salmon right. moose. The salmon moose. The salmon moose. I didn't even have the salmon moose. <laughs> so all these, uh, the, the oh, and like actually, my, one of my favorite parts of that, they all get in their cars and like ghosts of their cars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like, so that, that, that was funny, and then they drive, yeah. they just fly away or whatever. So they all accompany uh, the Grim Reaper to heaven. Revealed to be the Hawaiian restaurant from earlier on in the movie. <laughs> they enter they enter into a Las Vegas style hotel where it's always Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's heaven. <laughs> They're like, Merry Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Is it Christmas? It's Christmas every day in heaven. <laughs> so, uh, you see you see all the characters from the previous sketches as guests in this in, in heaven right. so like like they all die so this is where it all ties in together like they all eventually died and Definitely they all cool. come here right and uh and then they're greeted by a tony Burnett style singer performing <laughs> christmas in heaven to the cast which i love and it's it's yeah. it's graham chapman right, and he's yeah. got like these fake teeth and he really <laughs> really is very different yeah he doesn't do this sort of character right you don't really see uh otherwise it's pretty pretty funny right and so uh, while the guy is singing, the song just completely cuts off abruptly for the end of the film segment, which is an epilogue features the host of the middle of the film being handed an envelope containing the meaning of life, pronouncing it, uh, pronouncing it nothing very special. <laughs> she blandly reads it out. Try and be nice to people. Try and be nice to people. Avoid eating fat. Read a good book every once in a, uh, every now and then. Get some walking in and try try. Uh, and try and live together in peace and harmony with people of all creeds and nations. That's pretty much it. Yep. And that is the end of the movie. And that is that is the end of the segment. That's the meaning of and life. I That's actually it. I really like that last part yeah. of that speech. It's like Yeah. Yeah. It's almost it's, poignant. You're like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, it gets you thinking, like, wow, yeah. people should be doing this. And yeah. You know, that's it's all not it is. actually not funny. It's like, wow, it yeah, it's something. like that's that's it. Uh I accept that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the meaning of life, cool. and that's I I loved it. Awesome. I, I I'm loved really it. glad you did. I, I it's my first time watching it over the weekend, and I loved it. Awesome. I liked I liked the uh, uh, the short story in the beginning with uh, the old people. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I forget what, what it was called. Uh, yeah, but they were like it shows up later oh, on the, the movie. The, the insurance company and the, yeah, they, they, they fire they fire the, someone, uh, and all the old people like gather up. It's on all the, like pirates. People. Yeah, yeah the, the building yeah, the pirates. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> so it was, different. It was neat. So it, was, it was like so out there. It's like well, it's just part of the movie, but it's really not. But yet somehow <laughs> yeah. it is later on. It's like they, yeah, it's for like the brief moment. Like yeah, don't they don't the ship 
doesn't the ship sail by at some point later? Like, or doesn't it crash through some wall unexpectedly in one of the skits? I think uh, it does. I think it maybe. comes It's back. like a building. Yeah, it's like yeah, a building it's, it's that a turns building. into a pirate ship. Yeah. Right. So uh, one of the, one of the people, la- later on in the movie, the, the, <laughs> one of the people's like, oh, do you remember that building being there? And then they all, everyone looks out the window and sees yeah. this building just rolling by. Yep. Yeah, right. And then all the old people just start jumping through the windows wherever <laughs> they have this big fight. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, the narrator uh, mentioned something about like uh, a big building right next to it just kind of like collapses on the... Right, oh, we're sorry the, for this interruption. Yeah, sorry <laughs> this, this, this building like collapses on this building. Right, because and, it's a reprieve, like an early, like the like the opening scene has this. It's like, it's, it's almost like a, like a, I don't know, I don't want to say an intermission because it happens at the very beginning, but it's like an intro. Yeah. It's not really part of the movie. Yeah, it's like it a is. short before the feature. It's, yeah. a, it's like a pre-mission. Right. <laughs> But, but then they do a back to the it briefly. It was like, oh, sorry for the interruption. It's and then a premonition. Like, like, that's what it is. Like smashes like the the old people pirate ship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that puts it. And then that's that. it. And that's the last you hear yeah. of it. Right. Pretty good. This is so so random. So awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's yeah. that's, that's it. Those that's the, uh, the four yeah. Python that's films. The four. That's the. Uh, I also want to mention, and this is going to be really brief. Eric the Viking. I watched it last night for this episode. We kind of are running very long right now, so I'll just mention it. It was written and directed by Terry Jones. It stars a bunch of random people, like Tim Robbins is in it and Mickey Rooney's in it. Huh. Um, it's 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 pretty funny. Um, it's not it's not up to the Python standards, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a fun movie to also check out. Eric the Viking. Uh, it was on. On Prime, but it's—I mean, it's on Amazon f- t- for rent. It's not okay. free on Prime. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Amazon anyway, Prime. Prime. <laughs> anyway, uh, now I think we should end the segment and get to the octopod of this question. And this week, uh, I haven't shared it with anybody here yet either. Ooh. So oh you guys, shit! What, you think about what this is too? it? Oh no! Uh, so, so my question is this: uh, Speaking of Terry Jones and his and his woman characters, um, womanly wise. Yes. Uh, so I would say. I, I want you guys to pick one TV show or movie where any any female actress, any role would be replaced by Terry Jones and Drag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So oh, I want you to okay. think about that, right. and we're going to go on a short break. <laughs> Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks, too and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we we will will see you you next Thursday. Thursday. Hey there, this is JB. 
And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, and to we are to back. Hopefully, you guys had some time to mull over my octopotter this this week's, uh, which was, of course, uh, if you could pick any role, any female role from a movie or TV show. To be replaced by Terry Jones in drag. Right. Well, well if, if they don't have enough time, they can always hit pop. <laughs> and, and we're back. back. back yeah. All right. So let's go first with Boss Rush Moan. What you got? All right. Well, you know how Tyler Perry does a lot of multiple roles in a lot of his mm-hmm. features and stuff. Well, I figure Terry Jones could do the same thing and he could play all of the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> Oh man! You know Dorothy, I, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia—all yeah. friggin' for him. It would be amazing. Blanche. Oh man, he would be—he would be a hell of a Dorothy. <laughs> he would be. Yeah. <laughs> hell of a B. Arthur. Yeah. Hell of a B. Arthur. Yeah. All right, what you got, Nintendo? All right, so I'm gonna pick uh, uh, Janet Hubert as uh, Brian's mom in Life of Brian. So who's Janet Hubert? Uh, she is the original Aunt Viv on The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, so so you want him to be the human person, the actor, yes. not the yes, character, not the character. Okay, so 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 Aunt Viv, Aunt Viv, yes, okay, Aunt Viv. I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. <laughs> it was just brought on to us after all. So I had no had, time. Really, to I had no prepare. time to think this over. <laughs> like, I oh, I saw my arm. I was so scared. <laughs> I did. That's why I went to the bathroom earlier. Uh, the original Aunt Viv was uh, more sassy. That's true. Yeah, mm. it'd be uh, it'd be pretty funny to see him with a. Uh, Uncle Uncle Phil, yeah. <laughs> um, got something in tand? I'm, I'm not, not in you're tand. Not in you're, Tim. There are some who call you Tim. 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 I'm a bit alchemy. I bit alchemy. Uh, I'll I'll go with Princess Leia. I, I would like to hear his version of Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> Why are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? <laughs> of course I love him. He's my brother. And <laughs> be Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> Nice, perfect. Awesome, awesome. Uh, for me, I'm going to actually go with a, I don't know, a little bit unconventional like like Nintendo Jer- like Nintendo did, I meant to say. I'm going to go with uh, Jenna from Forrest Gump because I really just want to hear him say, Dear God, turn me into a bird so I can fly far, far, <laughs> far away from here. <laughs> from here. <laughs> and that's it so please tell us your answers on the facebook group or any way you want to get in touch with us we're everywhere on the interwebs and all that stuff yes. was uh just just pick a random actress and uh you know uh, the the role not the actress herself and uh replace her with terry jones and drag and before we get out of here we we are getting a little bit long in the tooth we do have a really 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 cool uh big Dorkening wide event to announce, and we're going to be doing that momentarily, and we're very excited about it. But before we do that, we do have a little bit of a, a Nintendo segment coming up. So this is a uh, let's do that first. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. Uh. 
crush you! What? Ever wonder what those video game guys are saying? What? I mean, what the hell is a Hadouken? Hadouken! What did you just say? Here's a bunch of misheard video game sound effects that'll leave you asking... What you say? Alright, welcome back everyone, this is Nintendo, and I am back with a brand new segment called What You Say? It's a segment where we, or I, take uh, a listen to certain sound effects in video games where I think they're saying one thing, but in reality they're saying something completely different. And now for something completely different. And now different. for something completely different. And That's fitting for this, for this episode. And today we're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the Super Nintendo. And this game has like a lot of talking when people are saying their moves or whatever. And I noticed, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but there's like a ton of echo. And it's kind of hard to hear what these people are saying. So this is, so with, with Leonardo, when he says his certain move, he's, he's, uh, he says it in a way where it's like, I can't understand because of the, the, the special effects. So what I'll do is I will play you what he's saying in the game and i'll tell you what i think he's saying and then tell you what he's actually really saying all right so to me it sounds like he's saying shining kun shining what shining kun shining kun shining kun mm, it's like it's is. like it's missing the utter part right. shining cutter the utter part it's like i just i just hear the kun <laughs> to but, me, it sounds like you're saying fighting colors. Fighting colors. Fighting, fighting, colors. fighting colors. Fighting colors. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it's because and seeking. It's because of that echo effect. It's like it's really hard to, to distinguish what he's saying. Yeah, so, totally. Let's hear it again. Fighting cutter. Fighting cutter. Fighting cutter. Fighting All right. So, what is he actually saying? He's actually, you know, it was, it's it's close. He's saying shining cutter. Shining cutter. Shining cutter. Shining cutter. Fighting cutter. And this is when, like, he would kind of cross the swords and then, like... It makes, like, a, like, a wave break of energy or something. Yeah, he would, like, like slash energy. Yeah, slash downwards and, like, draw the two swords against each other, making a spark, supposedly. Yeah, right. But it really looks, looks like a strider slash. Yeah, like a slash or whatever. video game slash. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just thought it was kind of weird. But, you know, yeah. after, like, hearing it, like, a million times, like, you finally get to hear what you're supposed to, supposed to be saying. Mm-hmm. But, like, at, at first it's like, no. Yeah. I don't know what what the hell is he saying. Yeah, th- I, I think there was a lot of a uh, lot of ones in this game. Um, yeah. So who's the who was the other one you were talking about? Uh, the other one that, that, I, that I want to talk about is Asuka. Uh, she Asuka. her she doesn't have like names to her moves. It's like very generic names like spin attack or spinning uppercut or whatever. But everyone else has a special name, which yeah, is kind of bizarre. everybody else like says the name of their move, but right. she speaks Japanese. Japanese. And yep. it clearly, like, nobody actually knows what she's saying. Right. Because we looked. We, we looked. <laughs> we right. really we, looked. We looked. It's nobody like, knows what you say. Exactly. No, one's, no one knows what she's saying. So, so we can play these clips if you guys want to. Yeah, we don't know what she's really saying, but it's funny because they really sound like she's saying various things in English. Right. Right. So why don't you tell us what you think she says? Yes. Audience out there, all you retroids. So what did that sound like to you guys? Because to me, it sounds like she's saying tabletop. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I can totally hear tabletop. The first yeah. one, like, either tabletop or hey, what's up. Hey, what's up? 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Yeah. Hey, what's hey, up? What's Either up? or. Yeah, I right. totally hear both. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Yep. Right. Hey, what's up? Yeah. And then the second one sounds like she's saying, what's on tonight? What's on <laughs> yes. What's on tonight? What's like on we're, we're going to watch TV. Right. I was right. thinking, put down the mic. Put down the mic. Put, put down, down the mic. mic. Put down the mic. That's probably what we should do. Thank you guys so much for checking out this brand new segment. And we have a very special message to end this segment with from the Rat King himself. Rat Bomber. Jeez, man, almost got rat bombed there. All right, thanks, Joe, for that awesome new segment. That was really fun. Uh, Now, before we get out of here, we have some seriously cool news for you, the Retroids. So without further ado, let's cue some theme music. In the month of March 2020, the Dorkening Podcast Network is proud to present Dorkvania, an epic eight-part crossover event to celebrate the release of Castlevania Season 3 on Netflix. Six of our geekiest shows are getting together to release Castlevania-themed episodes that'll dive deep into the classic games, the outstanding music, the creepy lore, and so much more. To get the full picture, listen to The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Retro Redoctopus, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, Amalga Cast, and Boobs, Blood, and Badasses. That's six killer shows and one epic crossover. But there's a whole other level to Dorkvania, because lurking within each of these shows is part of a secret message. True, only the bravest of vampire hunters would ever dare undertake such a quest. But if you, the listener, have your whip, you have your axe and your knife, and you think you got enough holy water, then listen to each and every one of the shows posted on the Dorkvania schedule, which will be posted conveniently on the Facebook groups of everyone involved. Follow the instructions on the post, compile the secret message, and then send it in for chances to win fabulous Castlevania prizes, such as... Vintage copies of Castlevania for the Super Nintendo and original NES systems. A statue of Trevor Belmont from Diamond Select. Even a brand spanking new Castlevania soundtrack on vinyl donated by yours truly, the Retro Redoctopus Podcast. The event kicks off March 8th on a special live episode of The Dorkening that'll feature guest appearances by many hosts of the various shows involved, including myself, Parasite Steve, and Boss Rush Mode. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Should be awesome. Definitely check it out. If you're brave and stalwart enough and think you can handle it, definitely try to compile that secret message because the prizes are awesome. And hey, maybe you'll discover some new podcasts along the way because there's a lot of great stuff out there and we are just as proud as anything to be involved in amidst such amazing company. That said... If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. As well as being full-fledged members of the Dorkening, Retro Doctopus is still part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like the Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and of course Inebriart as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. For more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit inebri-art.com. I have been your host of the moment, Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Ann Samson, a.k.a. Steve of Destruction, though nobody calls me that. And it is indeed a sad thing that you're thinking. Have a good here!